0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: State Treasurer David McRae has put millions back into the hands of Mississippi citizens, expanding the state's affordable college and career savings program and also returning record amounts of unclaimed money. Check out how Treasurer David McRae's office can help you, your business, or your organization. Treasury.ms.gov.
2: This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays
0: here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready. Get ready.
2: everyone, and welcome to Midday Super Talk Mississippi in the Element Wealth Studios. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbert, along with a rhino guiding you through the middle of your day with Fax Fodder and fine music on this. Friday, y'all. Masters Weekend. It is here. I have got, uh, as I traditionally do <laughs> customarily, the Masters shirt on. See that? With the Masters logo on oh, yeah. there. In the green... Uh, don't have an official green jacket because I ain't a member.
3: You know, you don't ask to join. You know that. They, oh, yeah. They come ask you. And, That's pretty much a way to not get invited. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> I want to say Bill Gates actually did that. Had the hubris to say, hey, how about me? And they say, oh,
3: sorry, you're out. <laughs> uh, Tiger ended up one under. Which, which is... Way better than I could ever do, so I have no right to criticize, and I won't. In fact, I will give kudos, because holy crap, the dude had muscle atrophy from being in a hospital bed less than a year ago, and now he's out there doing that. It's incredible.
2: He did say that uh, he's struggling through it. I mean, it's it's bothering him. Uh, his leg, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, But he said, something I have to deal with the rest of my life. That's what he actually said in an interview. So he wasn't whining or complaining. He gets it. He's out there competing. The leaderboard, the top of the leaderboard, you checked it this morning? I have not. Sunjay M. from Korea. I can't ever remember a Korean being at the top of the leaderboard at the Masters. Shot five under yesterday.
3: Apparently he's been on fire recently.
2: Yeah. Uh, Cameron Smith from Australia, 4-under, so kind of bunched up there. And then American Dustin Johnson, I like to watch him play, I like his swing, comes in at 3-under. Danny Ouellette from England, at also at 3-under. And then uh, Jay uh, Joaquin, Joaquin Neiman, I think I said that right, from Chile, Chile at 3-under. So... Of the top five on the leaderboard, one American. Hmm, that's kind of interesting. Tiger down at minus one, a whole bunch of them came in at minus one. I think Tiger had two birdies and one, excuse me, two bogeys and one birdie, if I'm not mistaken. So, but.
3: I thought it was, well, I can actually check. Hang on. Please. At one under. I yeah, at so. one under, he had three birdies and two bogeys. Okay, three
2: birdies and two bogeys. Okay, my bad.
3: My bad. I'm I'm not well-versed on the golf lingo, but no, I'm pretty right. sure a bogey is the square and a birdie is a circle. You're exactly right. Yeah, two, two circles, so he, what's he, that? That's an eagle.
2: That's right. You got it.
3: And then, uh, let's see, he birdied on 6 and 13 and 16, and he bogeyed 8 and 14.
2: Okay. Yeah, I'm looking
3: at uh, his
2: card right now as well. Interesting. Six, par three. That's a downhill dude. That is hard. Birdie on that's big. Uh, but the par five, eighth. He bogeyed that one. Yeah, got to make birdies on those guys, on those par fives. Anyhow, ought to be fun, though. Uh, they're expecting record crowds as, as a direct result of his return. Yeah, that's understandable. That's quite the story. It's his comeback.
4: Yeah, if you think Again. about that.
2: Again, exactly. Uh, but also report from the food prices there to Augusta National. Inflation is hit. And uh, sorry about that. You probably hear the video. <laughs> I was checking the leaderboard, and the video when you when you drill into a player on the leaderboard automatically launches. Oh yeah, a video. So anyhow, uh, food. You know they're known for the pimento cheese sandwiches. I think they've gone up a little bit in their ham sandwiches. 250 last year, 3 bucks this year. Still pretty cheap relatively speaking. Uh I'm not sure what the pimento cheese. I know when I went, now this was 97. It's a long time ago. They were a buck. And that's kind of what they're known for. But they do want to lure you into the shops that sell merchandise. It ain't cheap, just so you'll know. <laughs> This came from there, of course. only can get Masters gear from Masters, from Augusta National. And uh, also have a sleeve of golf balls
3: with the Masters logo. Never been out of the sleeve. Got that. And I've little... never been to Augusta, but I am the proud owner of a green cap from the Masters oh, that cool. Richard Cross, our Richard Cross here on Super Talk, was kind enough to bring back when he got to go.
2: Well, that is awesome. That is awesome. Uh, I do know of a a Mississippian, I won't say their name, who is a member. I think maybe the only Mississippian, by the way, that is a member. But uh, a friend that I play golf with on a regular basis is a lot closer to him than me. I've never been invited. (laughs) He had the pleasure of of playing there uh, uh, back before they closed the course in advance of the tournament. I, I don't know exactly when that occurs. You know that the azaleas are in bloom? You've seen that. Oh, yeah. Which are beautiful. In the past, if uh, they're not blooming out, they're not showing color, they'll put space eaters out in the beds, especially behind around Amen Corner 12 and 13, where they're just incredible display of color to promote and kind of trick them a little bit. There have been years, however, when they come out too early, and you sort of can't stop that. They don't have a method for that, and by the time the tournament kicks
3: off... Yeah, there's always been rumors of putting ice and stuff out to try to keep them slow them blowing, down, but... That doesn't work. The the more and more I've heard that, the more I've dug into it, the more it seems like that's just one of those urban legends. <laughs>
2: but the heaters, that's, that yeah, is absolutely I've true. I've
3: photographic evidence of that. And that kind I, I've of, never seen photographic evidence of the ice that didn't look like a bad photograph. Me,
2: me either. I'm not sure how you make that work exactly, but <laughs> anyhow, coming up on the program today, Mike McDowell, licensed nuisance wildlife operator, aka the Critter Catcher, because the weather is turning and uh, these pests are looking for places to make their homes. Mike's going to talk to us about his uh, his exploits there. ought to be fun. Then J.T. Mitchell, news director, Super Talk Mississippi News, comes on. As is our custom on Fridays at 11.05. And then Mitch Tyner, attorney with Tyner Law Firm and political analyst. We will discuss all the goings-on up there in Washington. Supreme Court nominee Ketanji Brown-Jackson confirmed yesterday. I think she'll be sworn in, I think in the summer, if I'm not mistaken, is when that is scheduled to occur.
3: Yeah, because uh, I just went blank on his name. What's his face? He's not stepping down until the Briar- end of the...
2: Breyer. Yeah, yeah. So that uh, that's kind of the big news on that front. A whole bunch of stuff coming up on this Hunter Biden laptop. I got a strong feeling that if the Republicans flip the House, where that sort of stuff would start investigations, I got a feeling we're going to see some investigations. He need, you know, all we heard out of the left was Donald Trump needs to show his tax returns. No, Joe Biden needs to show his tax returns. Honestly. We need to see those tax returns. There's a lot more probability of wrongdoing. The deal with Trump was more of just disbelief, I think, as to his, um, his economic status and, and his reported net worth. It had more to do with that, it felt like. I don't even know why that's a big deal. Who
3: cares, honestly? Well, you remember the spin was they had to prove that he he wasn't a Russian asset.
2: Yeah, I guess so, but okay. So like that would be included on his tax returns? Income from Vladimir Putin. A K-1 from Vlad. (laughs) 1099. I mean, how crazy is that? uh,
3: Mr. Trump, can you explain this check written to you by one Putin-Vladimir? Uh... (laughs) <laughs> it's not. It, it doesn't work that way.
2: <laughs> exactly. Uh, on the C Spire text line, Derek in Greenwood says there's a Greenwood guy that I'm sure can play if he wants. Jim Gallagher Jr. Of course, professional golfer. You know, I'm not sure exactly what the rules are. I've heard lots of of uh, legend, I guess, about Masters rules, such as if you if you're on your cell phone on the course. You're booted, (laughs) stuff like that. Um, But, you know, Jim, having competed in the Masters, I don't know what sort of uh, access they extend to PGA members, former competitors. Honestly, I'm not sure.
3: You may be right, Derek. May not be. Um, he would certainly have more but, connections than I would. Well, sure,
2: but he's not a member. Yeah, he could that's definitely the make, make
3: more phone calls and have a better chance than I would.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure any PGA members are members of Augusta National. I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to look that up. I and mean, I'm not sure how much that's even published, honestly. So, Robert and Clinton, he liked the 10.99 for Putin deal, but but uh, let's let's face it, uh, Joe Biden. I think he had $13 million, reportedly, of income from a book in, like, 17 and 18, 18, 19, something like that. I think the big guy, as uh, he is referred to in the Hunter Biden correspondence, I think he got more than that. We'll take a break. Mike McDowell, the critter catcher, next. Stay with us.
5: Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events.
7: April is Gravely Mow the Distance Month at
8: Revel Ace Hardware and Revel Outdoor Power. Save up to $2,000 off retail on select models, plus even more savings on customized package deals. Get 0% financing and pick your own Mow the Distance bonus. Free oil change, or free set of blades, or a free service kit. Hurry, the first 50 Gravely buyers receive a gift certificate for up to $200. Save big right now during Gravely Mow the Distance Month at Revel Ace and Revel Outdoor. Learn more at
9: reveloutdoor.com and Facebook. Last month, we gave you some of our biggest and best deals ever, but in April, Ridgeland Mitsubishi is determined to give you even more. We're giving you more selection to choose from, more affordable payments, and more savings than ever before. Get here now to take advantage of these amazing offers. Pay only $249 per month on new 2022 Mitsubishi Mirages. Want more? The Mirage averages a whopping 40 miles per gallon. That's right. Only $249 per month and get huge savings on gas. Still want more? Then don't forget about Ridgeland Mitsubishi's new lifetime powertrain warranty. That's right. A lifetime powertrain warranty. Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Com. And we'll give you more for your old vehicle, even if you don't buy a new one from us. So bring your trade in today, and remember, you are approved. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. With all of this, who could ask for more? RidgelandMitsubishi.com. This is the opportunity you've been waiting for. So get to Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at RidgelandMitsubishi. We'll approve credit to deal for details
2: I see what you did there. (laughs) I feel like I'm at an arboretum after that. We are back in the Element Well Studios middays, Super Talk, Mississippi. Mike McDowell, licensed nuisance wildlife operator, also known as the Critter Catcher, is our guest in the Element Well Studios. Welcome, Mike. Thank you, sir. All right, so the first thing i got to ask you, is there such a license as a, a nuisance
11: wildlife operator? Is that the formal style of the license? Yes, yes. You have to be licensed by the Department of Mississippi Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. Okay. And, you're, and it is under nuisance wildlife, absolutely. You can't okay. be pest control. Pest control is something different. That's bugs and rodents and things of that nature. But this is actually nuisance wildlife.
2: All right. Well, you and I were talking in the green room before you came on. I... I just mentioned to my wife last night that you were going to be on the program, and I asked her, "Is is this the group that came out and assisted us with a pest problem?" And she said it was. So, uh, was I can't remember what it was. Maybe armadillo nest or something yes, around. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was, yeah, it was many years ago. Yeah, exactly. And it, it was causing some problems. It was undermining some, uh, uh, like a concrete retaining wall we had. Right uh, issue. So, uh, anyhow, had a little experience that. So. It is my understanding that as the weather starts to transition to being warmer, that this causes these these unwanted pests to move around a bit and get more active. Is that true?
11: Yeah, it really gets into breeding season. Most things have spring litters. And so they're looking to get into, you know, something. Yeah. Not all animals wanna be inside of a house, but you know, we've we've pushed a lot of these subdivisions into these really dense wooded areas and we've kinda unearthed these critters and they they they're not leaving. They're gonna stay there. Yeah. And so uh, it seems like more and more houses nowadays are not really being, they're not sealed well. Okay. And so the animals are finding ways to get into into houses more and more. And we spend, well, we spend a career doing it. I mean, every day we're spending time in every house looking at it. It doesn't matter whether it's an old house, a new house. It doesn't matter. It has to do with how well they're sealed. Okay. Uh, a lot of our clients will say, well, I've looked all around my house. I, I, I know there's something in my attic. I can hear it. But uh, I've looked everywhere and there's no holes. And then I go out there and I find, you know, five or six, and they're like, oh, I can't believe I missed that. But I do it every day. Okay. Things look sealed and maybe shaded in certain ways, but yeah, they find ways to get in.
2: Yeah, I think the common thing I hear from folks that have this issue is bats in the attic, yes. as an example, yes. squirrels in the attic. Absolutely. It seems like the attics are kind of the commonplace. We didn't have that issue. Ours was actually out in a bed close to the house right. uh, that separated two levels of our yard there around a retaining wall. Uh, and I can't remember ever having to deal with armadillo nests, but um, <laughs> apparently they're pretty difficult. So, all right, so do you... Uh, do you execute the animals,
11: or do you try to relocate them? What's the What's the <laughs> procedure here? We're all catch and relocate. We don't okay. hurt anything. Yeah. We don't want to hurt anything. Uh, there are animals uh, that are specified by Department of Wildlife and Fisheries that, that we're not allowed to, to let live. We don't want a rat, sure. you know, things of that nature. But we try to uh, relocate everything. Bats are our big. We relocate probably close to 80,000 bats a year. 80,000? Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a nonstop <laughs> thing, except for when they're having young. Uh, we do that full-time. It, not Residential, commercial, we do things all over the place. People think, well, mainly it's just people's houses, but we're all over the place from whether it's schools or churches or state building. I mean, we do, we're do. we everywhere. Yeah. We try to help everybody. Um, but, yeah, uh, bats uh, have been huge uh, this time of the year. We've got bats. Or most of our bats, we have 15 varieties of bats, but only four will get into a building. And so most people – you don't even hear bats getting in buildings, but it's gotten more and more popular. Different areas of the state are they're just hubs for large bat colonies, and we we stay fairly busy.
2: Okay, so Mike, obviously you've got to know. It just I can tell in talking to you a lot about uh, the habitat and the, the inclinations of these animals. I'm assuming that as part of obtaining the license, you've got to prove you know that sort of stuff.
11: Well, you know, the license is a whole nother thing. It's it's not near as strenuous as a lot of other states where so okay. you've got testing and things you've got to go okay. through. Uh, mainly, I learned what I learned basically from just being involved, reading, being involved in it, catching animals every day, dealing with other professionals, you know, that kind of thing. I grew up in the country, so, I mean, we, we dealt with animals. We dealt with beavers and fox and bobcats and coons and things of that nature. We didn't get paid to do it. <laughs> sure. so we just had to deal with yeah. it, so I kind of turned that into, you know, after years of different things, I just kind of turned it into a business. I did it for fun. I was just helping neighbors and family and friends over a period of time and then eventually it got to be where, you know, it was just so much that I just had to open up a, you know, a company and start yeah. doing it. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, do you operate solo? You have a team that works with you? It's really, you know, I over the years I've had people work for me, really it ter- I just turned it into a family business. It's just so hard to find people that have the the, the capacity to deal with animals, not scared because you yeah. can't be scared. I mean, I have so many people call me um, all over, and they just they want to work with me, and then they get out there and they realize they just you know they're scared of one thing, and that's what I said. If you're scared of one thing, then I can't hire you because yeah. that's the one thing that you're going to have to get, yeah. And then I have to worry about you hurting yourself, or worse, getting the client hurt. So my kids grew up with it, you know, and they pretty much don't have a problem with. It. I've got son-in-laws that deal with it, so it's kind of a family business. Now. I
2: got you. Yeah. So what has been uh, the oddest request, shall we say, you've ever had, um, as an unwanted pest?
11: You know. Uh, We have a lot of animals in our state that we deal with every day, but every once in a while we get something that's not indigenous to Mississippi. And, you know, you get this call and it'll be a monkey or it'll be some other type of animal that's that, you know, that's not you wouldn't think people would have as a pet. That's some exotic pet you know and they're at and then they've something usually what happens is the people that own the pet are out of town like vacationing and somebody else is watching the pet and then the pet you know gets lost or gets out and uh, they're freaking okay. out and then they call me to come try to get this crazy animal whether it's a lizard or don't a mouse don't say anything yeah right? yeah it's just that kind of crazy stuff it's just uh, a lot of times it's just the regular animals it's just the situation that we get put in to get them out that okay. makes it just insane i mean it's has there ever been
2: a situation where you had to say I can't help you?
11: No, I think that's been the mo of my business all along. It's, it's been, you know, if you got you need help, I'm going to help you. Okay, and it's uh, we don't cherry pick, and that's my biggest issue with a lot of companies is that they they want to pick the ones that make the most money. They don't want to help Bob over there that's got a little squirrel in his okay. attic or got a little mouse problem. You know, they want to. Yeah, if you need help, you call me, and I'm going to be out there. Yeah, and I'll do our best to make sure. I would fa- fairly say we're either going to get the animal, or we're going to make sure we evade it so it doesn't get back your situation you know, like we do, probably one of the hardest animals to deal with is armadillos because they move around so much and people ask me why armadillos there's nothing fresher than that animal that that insect in the ground to them that can go anywhere and eat in our state they can go anywhere yeah. so they don't really stay in an area very long they'll dig a hole in your yard or they'll dig a hole under the house or under an air conditioner pad and then they're there for a day or two and then they're gone They may not come back for a month. Okay. And then they're coming back. So it's really hard to isolate those unless it's breeding season. If it's a female's breeding and she's got babies going to, she's going to be in that area. You can catch them pretty quick. Yeah. But uh, other than that, it's just that's one of the toughest animals to nail down because they're just moving constantly. So sometimes people get this, you know in our society now. They want it done right now. It's got to be happening right now. Sometimes it takes time. So it's very important that we discuss with them about the number of days it may take to catch an animal and even go into weeks sometimes, depending on what it is. Most of the time, that's not the issue. Usually two or three days, you're done. But there are animals that sometimes takes a little time.
2: Wow. That's just uh, totally fascinating. So, you, do you service a particular area? We cover the state, the
11: whole state. We cover the state. Okay. It just doesn't matter whether you've got. We cover every animal. I don't. I don't exclude any animal. Whether it's a beaver, a coyote, a snake, uh, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. We're we're doing so much all the time, but usually. Uh, most of our out-of-town work is is people that they can't find anybody to come out there. Yeah. Nobody will come out that far two hours out of Jackson. or wow. And so we, you know, if you need help, that's what we're going to do. You ever been injured
2: on the job doing this?
11: No, not really. I mean, every once in a while, you, you just have to be very light-footed. When you get into attics or you crawl up under houses, you just have to be very careful. You'll get scratches every once in a while. You may get bit every once in a while by something, but, you know, we, we try not to. Well... <laughs> Uh, I hear you. I, I'm sure. <laughs> Bats, I'm still uh,
2: uh, trying to process to 80,000. Yeah, it's uh, a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh,
11: just uh, kind of at a high level. How do you catch a bat running around an attic like that? There are rules. There are rules. Things have changed over the years. Uh, we There is a Mississippi bat working group that's primarily set up with a bunch of state and federal biologists that I got involved with years ago. And, and we just kind of watch what they say and work on the regulations. But before... We would try to remove the bats in a, in a cage, actually yeah. remove them. You know, this is 20-something years ago. And we remove them to an area and let them go. But we, I soon learned that as soon as the bats are released, they go right back where they came from. Whether you took them 10 miles or 100 miles or oh. 200 miles, they come right back to where they were. Um, so what we started doing is you want to make sure that the houses are sealed well, and then they can't get around. Bats, it's all about airflow with bats, heat. They can see heat. So they, when they're flying around that house, they can see where the heat is coming out of those attics. Well, this time of the year, they're pregnant. They're fixing to be pregnant, and they're fixing to find a place to have babies. And four varieties of vats, they've got to be in a high heat situation. I got you. So that's why they go to the attics.
2: Totally fascinating, yeah. and uh, sounds like uh, that you're busy. It's a much needed service, and. We appreciate you being here in Mississippi and helping us out. I'd certainly appreciate you for helping me out. But Mike's been good having you on the program. <laughs> yes, sir. sir. Thank you, Mike yes. McDowell. He's a nuisance wildlife operator, a licensed one at that, known as the Critter Catcher. Look him up if you got problems. I bet you're going to get calls after this. <laughs> Crittercatcherllc.com. <laughs> we'll be right back on midday. Stay with us.
12: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 65. Tonight, mostly clear, low all the way down to 38. Your Saturday, sunny conditions, high near 71. Saturday evening, clear skies, low around 46. And for your Sunday, beautiful day, sunny skies, high near 83. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since
13: 1871.
14: This is Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We are proud to offer the most up-to-date technology to ensure you are receiving the best possible dental care. Book your appointment online today at CapitalDentalInc.com. That's CapitalDentalInc.com.
15: This hour of middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back. morganstone.com
16: Get ready for Trustmark College Baseball April 26th for the big game of the series. The Governor's Cup. Mississippi State versus Ole Miss. Get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com or the Trustmark Park box office. Enjoy fun for the whole family. Trustmark College Baseball. Get your tickets now for the big game of the Trustmark College Baseball Series, April 26th. The Governor's Cup with Mississippi State and Ole Miss going head-to-head. Don't miss it. A Spectrum
17: Event Production.
18: I'm Kelly Bennett and you're listening to Super talk Mississippi news gas prices remain at record levels and we're about to enter the summer driving season Don Redman is with AAA Mississippi we're now in that period of where we
11: go through the transition of a summer grade gasoline so you're going to have a tightening
2: of uh, supply as refineries uh, get ready uh, to make that transition
5: from a winter grade to a to a summer grade gasoline which has to be completed by May 1st
18: prices typically go up about 10 to 15 cents during that period. It could be a little
2: bit higher. So while we're under $4 a gallon right now, it's very possible as we get into May and
5: June that Mississippi will be seeing prices again around $4 a gallon.
18: For the third year in a row, the upcoming Atlantic hurricane season is expected to be above average. According to Colorado State University, they're expecting 19 named storms for 2022. Four of those are expected to be major. Hurricane season begins June 1st and lasts through November 30th
15: join mississippi's handyman buddy slowick every saturday from 10 till noon as he broadcasts live from the mississippi construction education foundation studio whether you're looking to learn a trade or expand your skills contact mcef today
10: prime shrimp is a proud sponsor of tasty tuesday on good things with rebecca turner go to Primeshrimp.com to get pre-seasoned easy to cook shrimp delivered straight to your door
7: People today could spend half their lives over 50, so it's important to keep your money protected as you get older. That's why AARP Mississippi is providing you with tips to help prevent fraud from con artists so your money lives longer. During the month of April, they are shining a light on how you can protect yourself and your family from fraud with a telephone town hall and document shredding events. Learn more and sign up for free at aarp.org/ms.
0: Middays with Gerard Gibbons. Welcome, welcome to our shop. On Super Talk, Mississippi. Okay, now you have a good one.
2: Middays from the Element Wealth Studios back with you on this Friday, y'all. Are you thinking about or planning for retirement? Do you have a plan? Go to myelementwealth.com or call six zero one nine five seven six zero zero six 6006 to let Element Wealth help you find your balance between income, growth, and guarantees. Watching that market. Oil is below 100 bucks $97. The, uh, the Dow, it... Uh, was kind of vacillating between down a bit, up a bit. It's up uh, fairly a a good bit now. The NASDAQ, however, which is, of course, features mostly tech stocks, which are uh, generally referred to in the investment community as growth investments. The idea is that you invest in in tech stocks because they are expected to grow uh, just because of innovation. They don't like it when interest rates go up. They react negatively. So the especially the ten year, which is up today now to two point seven percent, that of course drives uh, mortgage rates, uh, credit card rates, chattel mortgages, vehicle financing, etc., up to two point seven, still fairly low. But the Fed's only hit the lever on the Fed funds rate. Once thus far, in what is expected to be a series of rate increases, St. Louis Fed president yesterday came out and said, I think we need 300 basis points. So far, the Fed has raised by a quarter, 25 basis points, a quarter of a percent. So 300 basis points, that's 3%. That would put the Fed funds rate at 3.5%. That likely would cause uh, bond yields to to rally, and that, of course, would also result in higher credit card mortgage interest and other consumer financing. I'm still in the camp that believes we've got to get the Fed funds rate around the CPI, which would be around 9%, which would be a dramatic increase to rein in this in- inflation. Otherwise, I think it continues to spiral out of control and along those lines, Greg and Nettleton sends in a message. Says Gerard, I was at the grocery store Wednesday, had to run over to town this morning to get a little gas for my mower. Stopped by the grocery store today, that same item I picked up on Wednesday jumped 3 bucks. $3 in 3 days. But we got to focus on Russia, right? How about focus on these out of control food prices? Well, I hear you, Greg, and of course, anybody with half a brain knows that the first step to addressing and resolving a problem is to acknowledge the problem. Isn't that kind of the main takeaway? The the main approach and methodology used by Alcoholics Anonymous, that one always comes to mind because folks that do suffer from alcoholism generally don't rid themselves of that problem because they refuse to say they got a problem. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, what AA, and I'm just using them as an example, is known for, kind of a hallmark of the organization is that the very first day you go, you and I've never been, I don't even drink, But the very first day you go, you have to state your name and say, and I am an alcoholic. Isn't that your understanding, right? Oh, yeah. Same deal here, right? The, The Biden administration, what they should say, hey, I'm Joe Biden, president of the United States, and I'm responsible for this inflation, and I know it's killing you. And stop with this Putin price hike garbage. I do want to clarify a little bit, I don't drink zero, I just drink such a teeny, like maybe five beers, maybe a year, maybe. I just want to clarify that.
3: You're not a teetotaler.
2: No, I, not whatsoever. I just, and honestly, the reason I don't, it's not because I don't enjoy it, or I, that, um, it's because it makes me feel bad. I, I have some sort of reaction to alcohol. I drink one beer, literally. And just put me down for about ten hours. I mean it hurts my head so bad. I'm not sure why. Now this is weird. Out of a bottle, not as much, like a draft, but out of a can, this is which is why I haven't had a can beer in probably forty years. College, maybe. It just makes me feel bad. Not sure what it, I used to think maybe it's the preservatives in the can. And I don't know if that's the case anymore. Uh you know, I can drink one little bitty glass of wine, and I I got to go to bed. Literally, that's it. So I just don't. I've just kind of disciplined myself. Um, maybe, maybe that's God's way of making sure I don't become an alcoholic. It just makes me feel bad. So I, I've always marveled at people that can drink a whole lot. Doesn't act like. Doesn't seem like it affects them whatsoever. Go to bed, and then get up the next day, and it's like. They're perfectly fine. I mean, I I tell you, one beer. I just try to be social, and the next day's like, God dang, I gotta work. I can't. I can't do it. So I don't know.
3: It's Is it weird. Dean Martin that had the the quote about he feels bad for people that don't drink because when they wake up in the morning, that's as good as they're gonna feel all day. <laughs> that's a good point.
2: And you know, even though he was always portrayed as a as a, a lush. The the word is he really hardly drank in reality in real life interesting but I don't have any issue with it and my my members of my family do it just uh, it kind of have this built in sort of resistance because it just makes me feel bad anyhow uh, but man Greg I hear you my son called me yesterday said Dad I just went to the grocery store bought groceries for a few days it's just just mind boggling every everybody's suffering with this right it's uh, it's crazy. My, my wife was scheduled, get this, to, she she likes to, she's part of these groups, honestly, I'm speaking about something I don't know a lot about, but they, they write, they, they collaborate on Facebook. Have you ever seen this, where they author, like, sections of books and they come together? They're, they're, they're like,
3: given a prompt and they write on the prompt, or it's a collaboration on a online novella?
2: I think it's more the latter, and I don't know that they're publishing anything, but it's just people have an interest in writing fiction, right? And so they get
3: together. World building, character development, and all that fun stuff. Stuff like that.
2: So they get together like once a year, and it's around Cincinnati, and they bring in successful authors in the the fiction world, Uh, and some of that's these these bromance, you know, sort of novels and stuff like that. Anyhow, she was scheduled to go with her group in Cincinnati. Leaves this morning very early. Gets to the airport on Delta, headed to Atlanta, up to Cincinnati. Gets to the airport. Flight canceled. No Mm. flights out of Atlanta. Not weather. Cruise. Remember the big cancellations we had over the weekend? She calls me. 7.30, 7.30, because she was supposed to be on the flight at like 6.30 or something, and I don't know, and she spent a lot of time with the agent trying to get a workaround. You're on standby for 10 o'clock tomorrow night. Jeez. Well, the main person she wanted to see, the guest keynote author speaker, is tomorrow at noon. So she calls me. She's upset. It's her deal. That's her kind of by herself. I go on golf trips. She does that, right? She calls me. And we're all scratching our heads, and so I ended up booking her a flight after lots of searching out of New Orleans on American, going to Philadelphia, 1 o'clock this afternoon. She's en route. She may be listening. Be careful. Then she's headed from Philadelphia to Cincinnati. Cincinnati what is that, the Cincinnati, uh, Kentucky, you know what I'm talking about, the airport there right on the river. Anyhow, and then headed back Sunday afternoon uh, through Charlotte. But you can't imagine how much that cost. And let me tell you, only could get first class. You can't imagine. But she deserves it. She's worth it. I, I hated to see her. Took the day off from her work and all that stuff, you know. You know how that is. And but is that that seems to be more frequent in air travel, right?
3: Oh yeah, I was talking to my dad on the phone just recently, and he had a trip to New Hampshire for softball, and uh, he had to spend the night in the Atlanta airport because of flight problems. It's crazy, isn't it? But to, it's like the third know, or fourth time he's had to spend the night at the Atlanta airport this year,
2: and I I have too. I've spent the night in Atlanta in my gazillions of miles of travel, but it's always weather. I can't remember ever, we don't have anybody fly the airplane, unless weather prevented the crew from being present to fly the airplane. But this is just other crazy stuff going on with crews right now. Man, (sighs) the joys of air travel, not We'll take a break on middays from the Element Well studios. We'll come right back. We've got JT Mitchell at eleven o five and then Mitch Tiner at twelve oh five. Stay with us.
19: When you partner with RJ Young for your business printing needs, you get
1: the RJ Young difference, superior service, in-house leasing option, and a we-make-it-right guarantee. Choose RJ Young for your HP-wide format equipment and supplies needs. Print with confidence and trust HP Original Supplies for consistent, uninterrupted printing. To learn more about our office equipment and technology, visit rjyoung.com slash printers. RJ Young partners with the best printer manufacturers, like HP, to offer you the best technology solutions that power your business.
10: I'm Lauren all with Gotta Go. Have you got bathroom restoration or construction going on? Well, we've got you covered with deluxe luxury restrooms with air conditioning, LED lights, radio, Bluetooth, and all the amenities for your needs. When you've got to go, you've got to go. Gotta go 601 879 3969.
12: The best made to order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and goal Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769 208 8283. Once again, 769 208 8283.
5: Bridge builders. This is the opening agri market report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange May Cotton was down 39 to 132.81. July cotton was down 16 to 131.24. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade May soybeans were up 18 and a quarter to 1663 and 3 quarters per bushel. July soybeans were up 16.5 to 1643 and a half per bushel. May corn was up 6.5 to 7.64 and a quarter per bushel. July corn was up 6 cents to 7.56 and a quarter per bushel. At the mercantile, June live cattle was up 90 to 135 even. August live cattle was up 52 to 136.62. May feeders up 50 to 159.97. August feeders down 7 cents to 174.20. And at the open, the Dow Jones up 104 points, 34,688. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk, Mississippi Agri-News Network. Are
8: you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at
0: msboc.us. Cotton isn't a crop, it's a calling. That's why you battle resistant weeds with guts and determination. BASF helps you win with the most effective in-season weed control program on the market. The powerhouse trio of Ingenia, Liberty, and Outlook are best-in-class post-herbicides, each with a different mode of action so weeds don't stand a chance. Protect your calling at CottonWeedControl.com. Ingenia, Liberty, and Outlook herbicides, made for this. Ingenia herbicide is a U.S. EPA-restricted-use pesticide. Always read and follow label directions.
14: Richard Cross, be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Properly set all controls
0: before recording. All systems go. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: bumping us into this segment. That was just fun, feel-good, get-you-fired-up music, wasn't it? Without any crazy, radical message crap in it. What happened to those days?
3: (laughs) I don't know. I I think some people took umbrage with Hot for Teacher, but... That's true. (laughs) Yeah, that probably wouldn't work today. And wasn't that on the album 1984 that had the little cherub smoking cigarettes on the cover yeah that's right <laughs> so it was all in good fun but i'm sure some people were upset that was sort of innocuous
2: compared to some of this nonsense <laughs> though right
3: oh yeah remember mid-90s when shania twain was all the rage in country music and <gasps> it's scandalous she's showing her midriff
2: oh my gosh but it's okay to teach kindergartners about body anatomy and gender dysphoria Sexual orientation, I got more reports on that. The other day, Donald in Oxford says on the ceasefire text line, Germany told its citizens to expect 30 to 50% increase of food cost. Here in the U.S., our government just lets it happen. doesn't say a word. Well, yeah, they do say a word. It's the Putin price hike. Donald, come on, man. Come on, man. (laughs) It it really is incredulous how they're just so oblivious to it.
3: But you saved 16 cents on July 4th. Yeah,
2: remember that last year? Yeah, that's right. Bo in Indianola says, I'm in the same boat. Alcohol does it to me. I don't drink either, but it's cheaper to drink beer over Coca-Cola. That's probably about right, uh, Bo. Maybe you're allergic to sulfites. Not sure what that is. That's on the C Spire text line. I don't know. And I've never gone to the doctor and said, hey, look, doctor, drinking makes me feel bad. What can you do for me? Help a fella out here.
3: <laughs> You got a pill so I can drink a beer? <laughs> exactly.
2: Since I've gotten older, alcohol gives me a headache also, meridian I mean, it to the point I have to lay down, literally. Uh, so I have to be careful with it. Today's COVID numbers, Jeff Smith's always good about informing us. New cases, 211, deaths, three. Seems like we're just hovering in that 100 to 200. I got to tell you, I, I'm in the camp. Put me down for one who questions. Um the death counts, as far as death being totally attributed to, to COVID. And I don't want to open up this can of worms and start that discussion. We've beat that to hell and back. The only requirement for Alcoholics Anonymous is the desire to stop drinking. I, appreci- I, I, I believe that. I appreciate that. Yeah, otherwise you're wasting their time, your time. If you go in there obstinate, intransigent, I'm just here because they made me come. I don't have a drinking problem. You're out, dude.
3: Well, I think that we also had another correction from someone who I believe wished to be anonymous that was just letting us know from experience that you can show up to the meetings and not necessarily participate as far as standing up and announcing your name and saying you, you can come observe okay. until you feel comfortable admitting that okay. you do have that problem. Just a silent observer, right?
2: like auditing a course,
3: kind school sort of.
2: Yeah, makes sense.
3: Just Which, got, that does make sense, because if you come in on the defensive a bit guarded or being ordered by the court or something like that, and you, you're you going to have a very different outlook than after sitting there for a couple sessions and seeing sincerity from everyone around you. Yeah.
2: That makes sense, though. Because if you've got sort of one cancer, you know, one detractor, you're affecting the others. Right. I mean, you really kind of need to all be in this thing together, so to speak, on board. We're here to solve this problem. We're going to get through it together kind of deal. I don't, I, I'm just speculating. i just just based on some experience in dealing with human nature. You just have one sort of bad apple that I don't need to be here, don't want to be here. You don't want them around, honestly. You're just interfering. You're not contributing. Uh, did want to pass on. <laughs> My wife says she is... In New Orleans at the Moissant Airport, going through security. So glad to hear that, and glad we were able to work that out. I pray that there's no other delays, but so far so good. I'll tell you, for the price that we pay, we should like own the airplane. I think. I feel <laughs> like. Oh gosh, Kevin from Baldwin says you're drinking the wrong beer. My dad always told me if you're going to drink, drink the best, no matter the price.
3: It's good yeah.
2: advice. Yeah, he says it's snowing in in bo- Boonville. Climate change, really? Snow flurries, huh? My six-year-old grand ball, uh, grandson has a baseball game this evening requesting put me in by coach, by John Fogarty. Coach will put, of course the coach will put him in because coach is his daddy. <laughs> Happy weekend that uh, from Amanda from Pike uh, County. I appreciate that. The critter guy might be my favorite guest y'all have ever had, says Gary Hindenburg. Okay, maybe tied with Grover Norquist, who is great also. He from the Americans, from tax reform. So that's pretty cool. Appreciate that, uh, Gary. We're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we've got J.T. Mitchell, the Super Talk Mississippi News Director. We'll run down the news for you. Stay with us.
20: News, I'm like Salji in Brasso, at least 50 dead from a missile strike on a packed train station in the eastern Ukrainian city of Kramatorsk. Also, reports of a Russian attack in Odessa.
7: It is the second
1: time Odessa has been hit since this past Sunday, a key port city there, as Russia may be wanting to cut off access to the Black Sea.
20: Fox's Griff Jenkins in Lviv. The UN says prices for world food commodities like grains and vegetable oils reached their highest levels ever last month because of the war in Ukraine. And we just can't seem to get COVID-19 behind us.
18: An appeals court has upheld President Biden's federal employee COVID vaccine mandate. COVID infections are rising again in New York City and Washington, D.C., where House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is among the latest lawmakers to test positive. COVID is also affecting Broadway shows.
20: Fox's Tonya J. Powers. America's listening to Fox News.
18: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Four people are dead in what's believed to have been a murder-suicide in Jackson County. Deputies responded to a call Thursday night at a home in Latimer after receiving a report of a shooting. A single gunshot was heard as they approached the house. They believe that's when the suspect took his own life. Investigators think 64-year-old Thomas Griswold killed his estranged wife Veronica, the couple's 36-year-old son Bjorn, and Bjorn's ex-wife before turning the gun on himself. Legislation that would provide $42 billion to replenish a fund created during the pandemic to help restaurants recover from the hit to their businesses passed in the House on Thursday, but it faces an uncertain future in the Senate. Last year's package included over $28 billion for the Restaurant Revitalization Fund, which provided relief to more than 100,000 restaurants across the U.S. For Supertalk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett.
14: The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. If you're not sure what that means for you, did you know we led the largest initiative to keep local governments from taking your private property through eminent domain? We are more than agriculture. We are what's best for all Mississippi. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and Farm Bureau. Become a member today at msfb.org. In
8: Mississippi, Mississippi. We look out for one another because that's the Mississippi way. I'll be honest, not that long ago, I was unsure about getting the COVID-19 vaccine because I had a lot of questions. And after talking to my healthcare provider, I got the answers I needed to make an informed decision about protecting myself and my community because that's the Mississippi way. Got questions? Get informed by visiting the MSWay.com or talking to one of the physicians with the Mississippi State Medical Association.
18: A drive-thru employee at a Popeye's in Kenner has gone viral for her standout service and singing. Andra Woodfinn uploaded video of Cynthia Carter on March 8th. Let me get
10: a uh, number eight, please. A number eight? Okay, that's the three a three-tender. Spicy Amaya. Spicy. And what side of you going to bake that thing? I put them things this year.
7: Barbecue.
10: And what side of you going to talk it like it's hot? Red beans. And what kind of drink
7: you going to set it off with? Uh, strawberry no the
10: Strawberry fans are off
7: the rock? Yes, ma'am. Anything else? Caged rice
10: or cold? That's it, love. Uh, trying
11: to wash that waistline. Say that there. Wash that waistline. Yeah. You hear me? So that's a
10: three-spice and with the red bean barbecue sauce. Twink that thing with strawberry off the rock. You hear me now? Put it up and keep it real. Ride it out, baby. You already
18: know. Carter has been singing customers' orders at the Popeyes on Loyola and Kenner for 30 years. She's known as Singing Miss Cynthia by those who frequent the drive through I'm Kelly Bennett.
1: Sponsor or register today for the Mississippi Economic Council's 72nd Annual Meeting on Thursday, April 21st at the Jackson Convention Complex from 8.30 to 1pm. You'll hear from MEC members, business leaders, and elected officials from across Mississippi as we hear from thought leaders about the opportunities for securing Mississippi's future. Attendees will hear from State Health Officer Thomas Dobbs, Governor Tate Reeves, MEC leadership, and more. Sponsor or register today at mec.ms. That's mec.ms.
9: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3, Super Talk Jackson.
0: Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply, think deeply. and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: everyone to Midday Super Talk Mississippi from the Element Well Studios on this Friday, y'all. Joining us now in the studios, J.T. Mitchell, the news director of Super Talk Mississippi News. J.T., thanks for coming in. Yeah, Gerard, how are you? I'm doing uh, quite well, sir. Well, those zany legislators,
22: they sunny <laughs> they died out of here. I was thinking about it before coming in here. I think this is the first time I've been on your show that we have not been talking about, or we're going to talk about them, but that, yeah. we have not been in session. Yeah. Doesn't it feel nice? Yeah, it does. It I does know, nice.
2: I know it really feels nice to those that have been in the sessions.
22: Yeah, I'm sure so, it does. Because um, it was so active. So much going on this year. Super active session. Um, they extended it a little bit, got the budget passed. There's a lot that's waiting on the desk of Governor Tate Reeves. So he's got a few days to sign all that away, which we'll be keeping up with and tracking on supertalk.fm. Yeah. But before we really dive into that, do you mind if I flip today's segment on its head? Typically, we talk about politics first. Go right ahead. Let's talk about sports first. Yeah. Um, Big news coming out of the Mississippi High School Athletics Association. Did you see that? I did. There is going to be a 7A now. Nuts. Which is interesting, considering I can't imagine enrollment is going up. I cannot imagine that with the decreasing population. However, a pro of it is there's going to be more championships and more playoff teams, and Mississippians love high school football, therefore they love going to playoff games. So we'll see. Um, Will and I, he did it for the most part. We kind of cracked the enrollment numbers for 2020, which are the most recently available ones. And we're looking at what 7A schools would be, There would which ones would be yeah. A 7A. yeah. Um. So we did all that, and the ones you'd imagine are going to be 7A, you know, MC, Brandon, Clinton, yep. Horn Lake, all these schools. However, the coast looks iffy. So right now, if you were to do it, um, 72 schools in uh, – I'm sorry, 24 schools in 7A. Yep. So you have four regions, six schools pop. Yep. Um, but the coast is looking like they'll have seven 7A schools. Okay. And there's only six schools to a region. Mm. And so option one is you put one of the Coast schools into um, – you let them be the odd man out, and you put them in a region, Region 3, with, with a bunch of Pine Belt and Rankin schools. That'd be weird. Or option two is you have one region as five schools, and then the coastal region as seven schools. Yeah. But who knows, this could all change, because they're going to come out with new enrollment numbers. But where we stand today, there's going to be seven 7A schools on the coast, and there's 16 regions.
2: Did they explain the rationale for this? Um, The MHSAA.
22: Yes and no. Um, Ricky Neves, I believe that's his name, he's the one who led it. And it's more of um, to keep schools playing each other in the same, kind of the same sizes. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Right now, you have, um, without widespread, it is a lot of schools that are in the same region that have a large difference between their enrollment numbers.
2: Mainly in six A. we the present six A? Is that? That's what a question for is? Will East. Um, yeah.
22: You know, and I'm not against it. I think that it'll be fun. I think it'll be good. You do? I do. Okay. I think they got to figure out that coast part. Um, well, how do you feel about it? Uh, I
2: I really would need to see the numbers, because if there's a huge disparity between, like, the biggest school in in 6A, the present 6A, and the smallest, if that is significant to the point where it would make it very difficult for the smallest to compete with the biggest, I can see some rationale. Uh, But I I don't know what those numbers are, so I hesitate to opine.
22: So just to clarify, the idea by Mr. Neves was – He wanted to reduce the difference in student body size between the biggest and smallest schools in each class. Exactly what we were talking about. So that's big news right there. Mississippi is getting 7A. Also (laughs) in sports, you're a big baseball fan. Minor League Baseball back. I'm going to the Braves game tonight. I'm sure you guys have given out a few tickets as well. I saw them out there waiting to be picked up. Um, They're the the defending Southern League champions. They'll look to do that. They'll play this weekend in Pearl versus the Montgomery Biscuits. And then. the Shuckers will head east to Pensacola, where they'll play the Wahoos. But then they'll be back next Tuesday, I believe, for a six-game homestand versus no other but the Braves yeah. in Bloxy. So I'm I'm stoked about that. Um, yeah,
2: new major league rules too.
22: Yes. About that, huh? New major league rules. How do you feel about those? Uh, I think the pitcher ought to bat. Yeah, I really I do. do. Well, I think you keep it even. Why, why do you have one league where you have a designated hitter and then the other I, league? I agree. Keep it even.
2: I agree. They ought to. And, and so by implementing the designated hitter in the National League, you're doing that. But I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know that I like the designated hitter. You but, agree? I mean, it should be even though. Yeah, I do. I do agree because I. I think that. I think that, honestly, that changes the prospects for, in one way or another, for uh, postseason play when they when they play against each other, World Series. So
22: That's one thing I wish they would bring back, is the winner of the All-Star Game gets to host the World Series. Yeah. I kind of like that. Yeah. Because they actually put something on the line. I agree. All-Star Games across all professional sports, with a few exceptions. Spectacles. Yeah. Pretty much. They're ridiculous. So you ever yeah. watch the NBA All-Star Game? Uh, no. I'm one of the biggest NBA fans out there, and it's terrible. Yeah, I don't watch that. You know, 200 to 190 scores, stuff like that. <laughs> um, so that's what's pretty much going on in okay. sports. If you go to a Braves or Shuckers game, look out for the new Cracker Jill snacks. You we, saw talked about about, that. we
2: talked about it, yeah. We played the song. Oh, yeah. What's your name, Normani or something like that? Yes. We played the song.
22: Um, I think that's pretty interesting. I have the will. I'll I'll text you if I see them tonight. (laughs) Uh, I'll text you if I see them. The world is freaking upside down. I swear it is. (laughs) Hey, man. We're uh,
2: gender-obsessed. It's incredible. It is what it is. Yeah.
22: Uh, So I guess we'll return to politics, um, even though I know you guys have been talking about that a lot.
2: Outstanding bills. The the main one that sort of comes to mind to me is the... uh, Pay raise for the statewide elected officials. Yeah,
22: let's talk about that. Okay. Um, Massive pay raises, up to $60,000 for some statewide elected officials. And earlier in the session, a bill did not make it through that would have given lawmakers a raise themselves. So these are the statewide elected officials. They're getting raises. I'm going to pull up the chart and give you exact numbers. Mm -hmm. But our lawmakers and legislature are not. One – I can't remember who it was, but one of the lawmakers, he told an outlet that he felt like stepbrother. You know?
2: I saw that. Yeah. I can't uh, remember who – a stepchild.
22: Stepchild. Yeah. Uh,
2: we're we're like the stepchildren here. We didn't get our raise. That, that was the, the um, inference.
22: So the governor will get a um, – and this all goes into effect in 2024. The governor will get a $37,840 raise. Yep. The AG will get a $41,000 raise. Yep. The Secretary of State thirty thousand. Here's the big one. Insurance commissioner, which I didn't realize they were only getting paid well, 90. actually it's a lot. They were getting paid ninety, but sixty thousand dollar raise. That goes up to one fifty. Auditor too. Yeah. Auditor's gonna get a sixty thousand raise, also up to one fifty. Ag commissioner, thirty thousand. Our transportation commissioners will get seventeen K raises. Um public service commissioners also in the seventeen K range. Lieutenant Governor will go from sixty to eighty five thousand dollars, and the House Speaker will also do the same, going mm-hmm. from sixty to eighty five. Those are some big raises. Pass both houses. You both think we can chamber. get those around here? Uh, well, I'm not in charge. <laughs> <laughs> just put it that way. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, you think uh, Governor Reeves is going to sign that? I mean, there's thirty-eight thousand dollars. He, he has not, as far as I know, he hasn't
2: commented on it. Uh, it I think it's veto. It could be. Overridden if he vetoes it, I believe, based on the if they voted the same way. You know, it's uh, I I have mixed feelings about this. Honestly, I I think that one of the situations is when you when you keep pay at that at that level for that long, and then you say, okay, we got to make an adjustment. There there's something to be said for making one and saying, and we won't have to touch it for a long time. Uh, the, and then there's another aspect of that, another feature that we should point out is that all of these people would have to be reelected to yeah. to receive these raises. The present, the present folks that are in office, because it goes into effect in 24, 24. So we got a big um, election coming up. Yeah, so you know if you you could say, well, this is motivation to get reelected. It's also, I went through this analysis, most of these folks could make more money in the private sector. Now, they've chosen to be in the public sector. They understood it. There are a lot of people that say, well, they should be paid that amount, uh, the amount that they went into office with. Now maybe they could just opt out. I don't know what the rules are. Maybe they could say, well, you know what, when I signed up for this, the pay was this, even get reelected." I'm only gonna take that amount and in theory, I guess yeah, you could do that. I don't know how that works. But then you got the purr stuff and all that junk. But I'd going be interested
22: on. to see who does that. Yeah. I don't I know. I hear the music coming in beforehand we had some more people opt out of medical marijuana. Yeah. The dominoes continue to fall. Clinton and Madison are the most recent. Yeah.
2: And I, we got a report yesterday on the, our
22: text line, some counties, which I haven't
2: heard. We haven't seen any news on official reports on that. I'm about to point. go
22: looking into that as well because yeah. I thought that was the loophole. We'll me, see. Me too. I love hearing the doors come in. Thanks,
2: <laughs> Gerard. <laughs> there you go, buddy. J.T. Mitchell, Super Top Mississippi News Director, has been our guest on the program. Stay with us.
15: This hour of middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back.
12: Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com.
9: Last month, we gave you some of our biggest and best deals ever. But in April, Ridgeland Mitsubishi is determined to give you even more. We're giving you more selection to choose from, more affordable payments, and more savings than ever before. Get here now to take advantage of these amazing offers. Pay only two forty nine per month on new 2022 Mitsubishi Mirages. Want more? The Mirage averages a whopping forty miles per gallon. That's right, only two forty nine per month, and get huge savings on gas. Still want more? Then don't forget about Ridgeland Mitsubishi's new lifetime Paratrain warranty. That's right, a lifetime powertrain warranty. Ridgeline Mitsubishi. Dot com. And we'll give you more for your old vehicle, even if you don't buy a new one from us. So bring your trade in today, and remember, you are approved. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. With all of this, who could ask for more? RidgelandMitsubishi.com. This is the opportunity you've been waiting for. So get to Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today. Or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. We'll
7: approve credit. you for details. SuperTalk Talk Mississippi is adding to its outside sales team here in the Jackson Metro area. We're looking for an experienced media seller who knows how to sell traditional and digital media marketing assets. If you're interested in an outside sales position with the opportunity to sell for one of the most well-known media brands in Mississippi, Ole Miss Sports and other great sponsorships, email your resume to jobs at supertalk.fm. That's jobs at supertalk.fm. Super Talk Mississippi Media is an equal opportunity among employer.
17: Go big and go home
16: during Miss Skelly's Big Home Sale. The savings are big, up to $500 off. And the selection is too. Over $16 million of in-stock inventory. Plus, with 60-month financing, there's no down payment required. Instant gratification, endless possibilities. Take your new furniture, your big savings, and your down payment and go home. Go big during the Big Home Sale, only at Miss Skelly's.
17: Jello here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning six till nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. we rolling.
0: Hit it. Go. Play it. Midday's with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
4: Back on all the crap I learned in high school It's a wonder I can
2: We're back with middays from the Element Wealth Studio, Super Talk Mississippi. Today on In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, you'll hear an interview with Rick Monroe and Dr. Andy Novobliski of Delta State University as they talk about how Delta State has become one of the best kept secrets in Mississippi. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar is presented by VisitMississippi.org. You can hear the show each Thursday and Friday, 1 to 2 P.M. on most Super Talk Mississippi studios. Station Supertalk.fm, and available everywhere you listen to podcasts. You know, the Sports Talk guys were up there at Dancing Rabbit, as we announced on the program. They were up there yesterday because it's Masters weekend. It was chilly, and the wind was blowing. Scary Gary said he was worried about one of the hanging ferns uh, wrapping around (laughs) around Borky's head, I think. Or it may have been Haydad, I don't know. He said that that fern was right over somebody's head. It was just swirling around the, where they were set up there on the porch. A bit brisk and chilly, and uh, I think Haydad was, like, shaking. And if I'm not mistaken, they may be listening. They can tell us that I'm relaying what Scary Gary told me. And I think Richard Cross forced him into the pro shop to buy a jacket or something like that. Uh, It was a little chilly, but hopefully, this is the last shot of cold air prior to Easter. We always get that. Oh, yeah, you get that little Easter blast. Yeah, hopefully, this is it, is kind of what I'm uh, certainly praying for, but that's the way it is. When you, uh, Rhett and Ridgeland says, when I was a kid, we were talking about Alcoholics Anonymous and, and consumption of alcohol, et cetera. Says, when I was a kid, we went through the Al-Anon, Alateen program because my mom was in rehab, and they never made you talk, but did make us sing and dance. Hmm. When you rank in the bottom half of states for fiscal stability, the last thing you want to do is increase the cost of compensation plans. Might want to check that, Rhett. Actually, the state of Mississippi, you're not trying to be argumentative, I, I think we rank... Our our PERS program is uh, has been troubled, like they all are, but I but I don't think the state, from an overall fiscal condition, ranks in the bottom half. But I could be wrong about that, and I, I say that because if you certainly look at recent surpluses uh, in the state, and even even uh, twenty twenty three, the budget there is expected to produce a significant surplus. Um. The budget adopted is $6.3 billion, but DOR estimates revenues to be just shy of $7 billion, so that would produce a $700 million surplus, and that's good. I also read a report, no surprise, the California pension is uh, in really serious trouble. I mean, they all are, all these defined benefit programs are. The California pension, of course, the second largest public pension in the country, second behind Social Security, also in serious financial trouble, Medicare in way worse trouble than Social Security is. Which, by the way, Medicare ruled that this new Alzheimer's drug, you may have seen this, Rhino-Aljuhelm, I think is the name of the drug, that is expected to be quite effective in combating that uh, very difficult disease, Alzheimer's that right now Medicare is only going to pay for that. It's extremely expensive. Lots of gazillions of dollars of money poured into the R&D of that particular pharmaceutical. Only if you're admitted into um, a clinical trial will Medicare reimburse. So that's really got uh, that whole situation is just really that news is circulating throughout the, the medical Uh, community, the medical business community, in particular, the insurance carrier community. Lots of uh, discussion about that. So uh, this is going to continue, I think, to be a challenge in that we are going to continue to innovate and create new treatments, new drugs. They're going to be expensive. Obviously, everybody wants access to those. Of course, they do to improve quality of life, extend life, cure disease, etc. But they cost money, and uh, that's not contemplated uh, in the in the economic model for Medicare or even private insurance, for that matter. So, well, only through innovation and technology can we in, in the consumption, the delivery. Of, uh, of medical care can we curb the cost only through that in my view and we're certainly doing that to a great extent but we got a long way to go you know I, the, the deal Rhett with back to the pay raises it's I think I'd ask the question what is a fair pay for um, these elected leaders at that uh, at that level uh, should we um, perhaps proposed pay decreases for them. Uh, you know the the consternation I had over the deal was it just landed at the end of the session. That, that just it, it may not be anything going on there. It just looks at you know the optics, as they say. I just wish that that had been discussed. I I certainly never heard anybody we had on the program not trying to be critical here, and I didn't ask this question. Hey, are you guys thinking about a pay raise? But I certainly never heard any member of the legislature say, by the way, we're, Gerard, something else we got going on is we got a bill that's going to increase. Now, I do know last year, you remember, Representative Trey Lamar introduced one. The raises weren't quite as healthy, as I recall, as these are. Uh, But it didn't go anywhere. And uh, so this is, you know... I think it's reasonable to say, well, why didn't you tell us about this earlier on in the session so folks could have at least expressed their um, their views on it with their legislators because it's the legislature that does this. The governor, the attorney general, the secretary of state, they're not lawmakers. And uh, they don't draft such legislation. They don't present it. Uh, they don't work it. They don't. Uh, they don't whip it uh, in the respective houses. It's the lawmakers. So it, honestly, just to be clear here, in my view, Rhino, if 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 you as a citizen feel like this shouldn't have occurred, your grievance is with your elected official because they're the ones that drafted the uh, the legislation. They're the ones that voted for it. And you should express your concerns there. That's the way the system works. So that's the bigger issue to me, is that it just kind of came at the 11th hour and really didn't have a chance to to debate it and to seek any kind of public reaction, which I believe should occur before something. And, and it, it is absolutely true that when you see it and it's 66 percent raises in, in a couple of cases, yeah, that, that looks I'd have killed. I would agree. <clears throat> maybe, perhaps, it would have been more palatable if it would have been more in line with inflation. Say, for example, maybe some something slightly over inflation. But also keep in mind, does it go into effect until 2024? And like I said, you got to get reelected if you want these raises. Some may argue that, hey, the pay going up. Uh, maybe that would. Invite and encourage more people to run that presently feel like they can't leave their regular private sector day jobs. And I certainly would like to see more people from the private sector enter the political realm. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons Donald Trump was effective. I I don't agree with him down the, down the line, but I'd, I'd certainly rather have him than somebody that is made a living off the government their entire dang career, like a Joe Biden. And a whole lot of those other folks have been up there. So anyhow, the, uh, our servants are getting a raise, yet gas, food, and everything else costs more on the ceasefire tax line. And I I, I get it. They're, I would encourage you this, though, folks. Think about, don't think so much about, well, they got it and I didn't. I would encourage you to think about, or I'm struggling and they're getting hefty raises. I understand how that would upset you, but I would encourage you to think about, what does this truly mean to you individually? Is is doling out $400,000 a year plus the overhead, I didn't really calculate that, but you can figure that at about 21 22% of taxpayer money to these statewide elected officials, does that... Help you, hurt you, not change your situation. It, to me, that ought to be the focus. And again, keep in mind, these people won't receive it unless they get reelected. So it's there's no guarantees in that in this case uh, for what that's worth. Maybe that should have been should have had a condition on it. I think I kind of touched on that in the last segment that any any person that's currently in those offices, if they're reelected they're not eligible for these raises would only be when the office holder changes is an idea there could be some other nuances we could talk about as well rush is bumping us out here we'll be back from the element well studio stay with us
12: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 65. Tonight, mostly clear, low all the way down to 38. Your Saturday, sunny conditions, high near 71. Saturday evening, clear skies, low around 46. And for your Sunday, beautiful day, sunny skies, high near 83. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon.
8: April is Gravely Mow the Distance Month at Revel Ace Hardware and Revel Outdoor Power. Save up to $2,000 off retail on select models, plus even more savings on customized package deals. Get 0% financing and pick your own Mow the Distance bonus. Free oil change, or free set of blades, or a free service kit. Hurry, the first 50 Gravely buyers receive a gift certificate for up to $200. Save big right now during Gravely Mow the Distance Month at Revel Ace and Revel Outdoor. Learn more at reveloutdoor.com and Facebook.
19: This is Dennis Stevenson
10: This is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family owned and operated. We offer fine merchandise at reasonable prices. We have what you need to make your outdoors beautiful and colorful. Callaway's has a large selection of trees and shrubs. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture with all the new 2022 collections arriving. We offer landscaping. Our designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape from a small job to a total transformation. Let Callaway's turn your backyard into a staycation destination. Give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Bring your truck or trailer. Callaway's offers bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Refilling your propane tanks is always the better option, and Callaway's is a propane refilling station. When you refill, you get more propane for less money. Callaway's in Gluckstadt on Calhoun
18: Station Parkway, south of Germantown High.
4: Everything for home and thats what Callaway's is.
18: I'm Kelly Bennett and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Four people are dead in what's believed to have been a murder-suicide in Jackson County. Deputies responded to a call Thursday night at a home in Latimer after receiving a report of a shooting. A single gunshot was heard as they approached the house. They believe that's when the suspect took his own life. Investigators think 64-year-old Thomas Griswold killed his estranged wife Veronica, the couple's 36-year-old son Bjorn, and Bjorn's ex-wife before turning the gun on himself. Legislation that would provide $42 billion to replenish a fund created during the pandemic to help restaurants recover from the hit to their businesses passed in the House on Thursday, but it faces an uncertain future in the Senate. Last year's package included over $28 billion for the Restaurant Revitalization Fund, which provided relief to more than 100,000 restaurants across the U.S. For Supertalk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett.
16: Power outages are a detriment to workplace efficiency and production. A Taylor Power standby generator can provide instant protection from those power outages. Call Taylor Power Systems today at 601-932-5674 to discuss the right standby generator for your business. That's 601-932-5674.
0: Everybody ready? I'm ready. ready. Ready here. Midday's with Gerard Gibbett on Super Talk Mississippi.
4: Welcome back, everyone.
2: Midday Super know. Talk, Mississippi. That's down. Easy to Fall by Journey on the All Hit Request line. Appreciate that, Rhino. Maybe my favorite lyrics of all the Journey songs. No secret, I'm a big Journey fan. So. Not sure if you caught it, but one of the one of the lines is, "You only believe in God when you come undone." That's I find that to be fairly profound and fairly applicable. Oh me, that from the Trial by Fire uh, album. I'm headed to see the boys. By the way, next Friday, a week from today, we're going to be down at Corner Market doing a remote, and the fam is meeting me in Hattiesburg, and then headed down to New Orleans. Looking forward to that, to the show again. Row one. <laughs> Going to be fun. Uh, let's see. I only say this because you do believe. Let's see. I'm sorry. Let me back up. On the ceasefire tax line, you do realize that the Russians are hacking your broadcast signal because you keep cutting out. <laughs> All right. Where, where are we having uh, somebody else reported in So So? Maybe. Yeah, we no got problem. them working on it. Okay. Appreciate that. Uh, I only say that because it's probably Biden, but he's blaming the Russians <laughs> uh speaking of which yesterday a friend sent me a uh, a text honestly can't tell if this is one of those doctored photos or not, but it's the it's a sign on the back of the trailer of an eighteen wheeler and it says... Not subject to DOT regulation, this truck identifies as a Prius. (laughs) Why not? If you can identify with whatever gender you want to be, why not? So, presently watching live, the President of the United States with his signature aviator Ray-Bans on, isn't he something? He's outside at the White House. And he's announcing, of course, the confirmation of Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson to the Supreme Court. They're so excited because finally we have a Supreme Court that looks like America. Is anybody else galled by that concept? I, I thought that was the whole underlying idea of racism. It's about how one looks. Why does that matter? Is there something in the Constitution that says the Supreme Court must look like the country? Otherwise, how many justices would we need to look like all the various looks represented in the country? I can't even count them all. Does that not, though, suggest, at a minimum, imply that in order for one to properly, fairly dispense justice as a member of the Supreme Court, they must look like the person or people or parties that are in the suit. That doesn't make any sense to me. So, I mean, let's be honest. It sort of suggests, well, only black females can dispense fair justice when black females are involved. Otherwise, why do they got to look like the country? That, that a, a, a white male justice cannot be impartial when parties are involved in a suit that don't, quote, look like them.
3: It's the idiocy of intersectionality.
2: It's beyond idiotic, I'm telling you. This whole deal is absolutely eating away, chipping away at the greatness of this country. This feels to me like we're going in the opposite direction. I I think any rational, clear-eyed, logical, fair person would say, you know what, as long as they adhere to the Constitution and interpret the law, that's what their job is. It was a brilliant system envisioned by our founders which, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Rhino, is rooted in the Magna Carta, that structure. Basically, yeah. Well, I I don't think, I think, as I said, that, that rational, logical, fair people would say, don't really care what they look like. But there is this, just seems like that there's this perception, I'm going to call it a misconception, by those who say, nope, it's got to look a certain way that if you're not, if you don't look like that, you can't be impartial. That's what it suggests. I just, I reject that notion, totally. And I'm not saying Judge Brown here's not going to be an impartial judge. I think it's accurate to say that there are serious concerns about her leniency on the on um, defendants who committed certain sex oriented crimes with respect to children. She seemed to be incredibly lenient. That's a cause for concern. She was unable, at least unwilling, to define a woman which is just back to this crazy obsession that you even have to ask that, if you think about it, of a nominee, is insane unto itself. But Senator Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee knew that was a, a reasonable question to ask. It was almost rhetorical. I bet she expected. This judge is not going to tell me her what she considers to be a woman. So think about this. We've got this case coming up, the Dobbs case, Originated right here in Mississippi. Going to the Supreme Court deals with abortion. Don't you think? Maybe I'm I'm thinking a little overthinking it. Don't you think though it may involve I don't know what a woman is, but of course the left says, "Oh no, not just women can have babies." <laughs> Rhino rolling is <laughs> it's true. Chest feeders and. We've got to make the maternity ward, we shared these stories, more inclusive. This is nuts, the gender obsession. Now in New Jersey, you've probably heard about this, second graders, this just passed, educators in the Garden State of New Jersey, they're going to have to submit to these teaching standards they go into effect this fall, September. Sample lesson plans from one of the school districts, get this, folks, indicates first graders will be taught they can have boy parts but feel like a girl. Why do you got to talk to a first grader about that? Shouldn't that happen at the house? Why is that got to happen in a classroom? This is
3: insane. Shouldn't because you have some insane people in the classroom. <sighs> when
2: do they ever stop and and teach a first grader like how to write their name maybe, how to write letters of the alphabet, as I seem to recall or read very simple sentences and do simple math and things like that? What happened to that? We don't do that anymore. We spend the whole day talking about body parts. This is nuts. Oh, they said that New Jersey students by the end of the second grade should understand the core idea, ideas, that's in quotes, that all quote individuals should feel welcome and included regardless of their gender, gender expression, or sexual orientation. Is that a problem? I mean serious. If it is, I'd like to know about it. And I'd like to hear from some experts on how to address it rather than forcing teachers to thrust this indoctrination nonsense on second-graders. This is incredible. Teacher, uh, excuse me, parents, they're speaking up. Speaking up. There's one lesson plan, get this, purple, pink, and blue. It instructs teachers to talk to their first-graders about gender identity, and its first objective of this lesson plan, purple, pink, and blue, is to have the students be able to define gender gender identity, and gender role stereotypes. First graders? If I sound upset, I am. This is nuts. Let them be kids. Good grief. Only a few years on this earth do you have to experience the innocence of childhood. They're ripping it apart. Hmm. All right, calming down here. Not apologizing. It's nuts. We'll take a break. We're in the Element Well Studios on middays. We got Mitch Tyner coming in at 12:05. Stay with us.
10: in to nandy's candy for all your easter treats personalized eggs caramel divinity peanut butter and chocolate whipped eggs chocolate bunnies and ducks hand-blown eggs filled with chocolate sugar eggs stuffed animals jelly bellies foil wrapped bunnies and eggs sour bunnies bunny corn empty or pre-made baskets and so much more nandy's candy 1220 east north side drive in maywood mart exactly where the easter bunny shops shop online at Nandy'sCandy.com for in-store pickup or shipping
5: This is the Midday AgriMarket Report. EPA on Thursday revoked 36 small refinery exemptions to the renewable fuel standards that the Trump administration had granted for the 2018 compliance year, but EPA also is offering most of the refineries an alternative compliance approach that won't require the refiners to make up for 1.4 billion gallons of biofuels or compliance credits. The decision to retract the small refinery exemptions, which is a final order from EPA, comes with a caveat that EPA is going to allow 31 of the refineries to meet their 2018 RFS obligations, quote, without purchasing or redeeming additional RFS credits, unquote. The Renewable Fuels Association stated the decision translates into a hollow victory for the biofuels industry. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is... It's the Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. In Mississippi, we look out for one another because that's the Mississippi way. I'll be honest.
16: Not long ago, I was unsure about getting the COVID-19 vaccine because I had a lot of questions. And after talking to my healthcare provider, I got the answers I needed to make an informed decision about protecting myself and my community. Because that's the Mississippi way. Got questions? Get informed by visiting the MSWay.com or talking to one of the physicians with the Mississippi State Medical Association.
8: Compromise is nice
10: Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: It's so awesome! Middays with Gerard Gibbons mm. Come on, let's get on with the show! Yes. On Super Talk Mississippi.
2: my Well Studios. You're tuned into Midday Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard and Rhino in the studios on this Friday, y'all. Some of the offices are shockingly low to me though. This is from Renton Ridgeland, was it 60k for the lieutenant governor? Cost of living in the capital city is way up to be fair. Maybe they all live in Bellhaven and need some extra scratch for the property taxes. Uh yeah, the lieutenant governor and Speaker of the House are the low paid Amongst the statewide election, the lowest so at 60K, their pay is going to 85K. It's because it's considered part time. Reality is it's not. Uh, the transportation commissioners and the public service commissioners live in their respective districts, not aware that any of them live and I'm just trying to think of who might live in Jackson. Uh, the lieutenant governor does live in Jackson, in the city of Jackson, longtime resident. The, uh, the governor, of course, full-time or his private residence is in Rankin County. Attorney General's in Madison County. The Secretary of State's from the Gulf Coast. Just kind of thinking through. The Ag Commissioner lives in Simpson County. Insurance Commissioner, I believe, lives in Warren County. I don't, um, I'm not sure. I know the auditor, I think, is in Madison County. I am not sure who actually lives, if any, in the city limits of Jackson, other than the Lieutenant Governor. That's, to my knowledge, is the only one. The Speaker lives in Hines County, Clinton area. So, anyhow, uh, yeah, but it was 60K. The auditor was 90K. The insurance commissioner, 90K. Attorney General, 90K. I think the Secretary of State, 90K, the uh, present level. The salaries of elected officials should be tied directly to the fiscal health of the entity for which they are responsible, Tim, in Cleveland. How would you measure that, Tim? I'm not not, uh, saying it's a bad idea. I'm just curious, what what would you like to see be what we call in business the key performance indicators? Hmm. So how, how would you measure the fiscal health of the Secretary of State's office, for example, the insurance commissioner's office? Because their money is appropriated by the legislature. They 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 request a budget and then they get that budget. Hmm. It's an interesting concept. I mean I, I when you start measuring offices like that that really don't have any control over they don't produce revenue. So when you when you start measuring the the fiscal condition of an entity, you've got to look at the revenue. Well, the revenue is just taxpayer funds that are appropriated to the agency to operate the agency. you got uh, the transportation commissioners, for example, that they receive money from the Department of Transportation, and the vast majority of that is from fuel taxes. Actually, the vast majority of it is from the federal government. Uh, there are school superintendents that are responsible for only one school that make more than the governor, Louie, from the 662. Yeah, that's because of the school board. So my recommendation there is to go talk to the school board. And, and, I, and I've said this so many times on the program, get involved at the school board levels. I saw uh, two members of the school board in my county yesterday, and I uh, had a chat with them about some things that I thought needed to, to happen. So I, I encourage you to go to these uh, Go to these school boards, because they're responsible for it. I'd also love to see a side-by-side detailed contrast between the high-rated districts and the low-rated districts. What are, what are they doing? What's the A-rated district doing that the F-rated isn't, or vice versa? Should be a, a, uh, a model to emulate. Just a thought there. Uh let's just see <laughs> motorcyclist who identifies as bicyclist sets cycling world record, Tiffany and Carrollton. That's a good one. There is it is crazy. Mike and Gulfport, we have state employees on welfare. We have large budget surpluses. Maybe some should have been given to them. I'm not following you, Mike, so what kind of welfare? You're saying they're employees that are funded uh By the state of Mississippi, they receive their payroll from the state of Mississippi or or public sector agencies that receive funding from the state of Mississippi that are actually enrolled in welfare programs. So they couldn't be in Medicaid unless they meet one of the eligible categories. If they're able-bodied adults, because Mississippi did not expand Medicaid under Obamacare, they wouldn't qualify. Could be a pregnant uh, expecting mother... Certainly could be that. I'm curious, Mike, um, to know more about that. It's interesting. My Chevy gas burner identifies as an EV. Can I get that tax credit? Says Kevin in Monticello. I hear you, man. (laughs) I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. It's exactly what, of course, the great Dr. Martin Luther King said. We've, God, right on how many times have we referred to that as what happened to that concept? Now it's just the opposite it seems. That on the C-Spire text line from the 662. Totally agree. Appreciate that. And that's the case we need an illegal immigrant on the Supreme Court if they got to look like that's <laughs> a good point. We'll take a break here on the C-Spire. Excuse me. <laughs> in the Element Well Studios, we got Mitch Tiner next.
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at BaronistreePros.com.
20: Sanchi and Grasso, at least 50 people died, more than 100 injured, when a missile hit a train station in eastern Ukraine today where thousands of people had flocked to evacuate.
7: A significant
20: strike because it would definitely impede refugees from getting out and aid from getting in. Fox's Griff Jenkins and Lviv, Ukrainian authorities are also warning they expect to find more evidence of war crimes in areas abandoned by Russian troops. Human smuggling continues to be a non-stop problem at the Texas border.
7: Out of Del Rio sector, two separate U-Haul trucks busted with human smuggling incidents. 39 migrants in total locked inside of these U-Hauls. Both drivers arrested. Both were U.S. citizens.
20: That's Fox's Bill Malugin. The judge says keep working despite deadlocked jury on some but not all charges in Michigan Governor Whitmer kidnap plot trial. America's listening to Fox News. Fox News.
14: Speaking to all men, if you're a stickler about your ride or your car looking just right, then why don't you take better care of yourself? Man Up MD is a concierge medical clinic, tailor-made for men of all ages. We offer convenient same-day appointments with personalized primary care and treatment plans designed for you to reclaim your energy and performance. Man Up MD can have you tuned up and ready for rocking down the highway. Check us out online at
16: menshealthms.com.
17: Spring is coming up and you can leave it up to us at Ag Up Equipment for your spring cleaning machine. We have stocked up and can offer you long-term financing with low monthly payments. Get the John Deere 3025 e-compact tractor with a loader for only $278 per month with 72 months financing. Visit us at agup.com for more. Offer is based on 10% down. Offer ends over 30 22 Some exclusions apply. See dealer for details.
18: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Small business owners are reacting positively to the income tax cuts Governor Tate Reeves has signed into law. Don McVeigh with the Mississippi and Louisiana National Federation of Independent Business, says a lot of their members have reached out to thank state leaders for reducing taxes.
10: We talk a lot about what people do with tax savings. You know, they reinvest it in their business, whether it be growing, expanding, or increasing wages. So it's going to get recycled back into the economy.
18: House Speaker Philip Gunn fought to completely phase out the state income tax, but in the end reached a compromise with a more conservative plan in the Senate. And so uh,
13: an individual, I think, would make would keep around $800 a year when this is fully implemented,
18: $1,600 per married couple. So for a married couple, that's over $100 a month. Gunn is vowing to continue to work toward total elimination of state income taxes.
7: This is Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. We supply businesses with well-qualified and skilled workers who are ready and willing to work. When you hire a job seeker with a disability, we offer no-cost job training customized for your company's needs. Our business specialists can provide training and information on tax incentives and workplace accommodations. For more information, visit us at mdrs.ms.gov. Partner with us and provide opportunities for Mississippians with disabilities.
18: Security has been increased at a couple of coast schools after there were reported threats to administrators. Rumors that there would be a shooting at Hancock High apparently stemmed from an incident between a couple of students earlier in the week that's been handled. Wednesday, someone at Moss Point High found a threat written inside a bathroom stall. It read April 7th school shooting in pencil. There's no evidence to indicate whether this was a new or existing threat, but increased security will remain in place through the end of the school year. MD- responsible for preserving and maintaining $65 billion in investments in our state. MDOT Director Brad White told us they've been operating on a $1.2 billion annual budget for some time.
15: So with the federal legislation that passed and with the aid that the legislature has given us uh, this year, uh, the commission's been able to, to revamp capacity projects. We're going to be able to make sure that inflation that has incur-
21: occurred does not slow down our paving program. In fact, I believe we'll be able to escalate it.
14: Mississippi Ford dealer. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State, every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on super talk mississippi
2: we are back on midday super talk mississippi in the Element Well Studios on this. Friday, y'all. Joining us now, attorney, political analyst, our good friend Mitch Tyner. Mitch, good to see you, man. Great to see you, Gerard. Good afternoon. It's a beautiful afternoon
23: in I Mississippi.
2: I know. It is, and it's Master's Weekend. I'm going to go hit the links uh, after the show today. Oh, and, fantastic. A uh, little, little chilly, but we'll get through it. We'll be yeah. fine. By Sunday, I think it's going to be 80 degrees around here wow. in central Mississippi. So well. it
23: looks like Tiger Woods is back out there. It's incredible, It's not
2: it? It's unbelievable. It is, an, it is a big story. So. It really is. Is uh, family good? Slow. Everybody's, everybody's good. doing great.
23: Okay. Yeah. Thank you for asking. How Very about yours?
2: Every, everybody's well.
23: Is so. uh, Nick Nick back into baseball yet? Oh yeah. He's
2: uh, you know running the tournaments over there and steadily giving lessons. He's he's uh, fantastic. Got plenty of those going on. So everybody's mm-hmm. good. My daughter's at the Equine Center this morning. She's a teacher at Bridgeland High School. Yeah. And I think there may be an archery competition going on. She's involved in oh, that. So, okay, very
23: cool. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a beautiful day to be out yeah, there. That's absolutely.
2: Good. So uh, lots of stuff uh, going on at the <laughs> state and federal level, but we're just watching here in the studio. Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson is getting, I guess, introduced and... In congratulated, presented by the President, the vice president there out uh, looks like in front of the White House on one of the lawns. And we were just talking before we uh, before he came on the show about this idea of why the Supreme Court has to quote "look like America. <laughs> uh, that just seems to be total totally counter, to the concept of blind justice, right? It, it, what happened to that? <laughs>
23: <laughs> it really does. It's uh, it's really not a good time to be a white male, to be honest with you, because <laughs> uh, we're I, I, way I, down <laughs> the list.
2: We're, that's right. but we're persona uh, non grata everywhere. I guess well, at it, this point.
23: And I like the guy that uh, sent in something while right before the break. He said uh, we're gonna uh, now put some illegal immigrants on <laughs> exactly. there, so it'll really Looked look like, like the country. Yeah, a good.
2: I thought that was a good yeah. one, honestly. We got what a hundred thousand Ukrainians coming up. Over. Let's make sure we that's got right. them got represented. One of those on there. I mean, it's it's silly, it, it but it what it suggests is that that people just can't be fair unless we force it.
23: Right, and and you know that's the thing about even uh, Katanji Brown. She's got impeccable credentials. Yeah. Now, philosophically, I disagree with her strongly on some of her positions, but. You know, go and, and 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 nominate people based on those credentials, yeah. and, and look Highly at their record, yeah. yeah. So y- you didn't have to say, "I'm going to pick a, a black female," right? You can say, "I'm going to pick somebody really, you know, well well credentials," right? Uh, instead, so and yeah, we it's it's so interesting that we are careful that we don't want to discriminate. And yet, you can go so far that then you end up discriminating, and uh, I think that's the case. Uh, that's the case here, and, and uh, it's it's a sad situation that we're in.
2: You know, I've always thought just on that that uh, line of thinking that forced diversity is really not diversity. If you got to force it, that's right. And remember, the very first day the president was uh, not the day of inauguration, he went back over to the Oval Office and signed a slew of executive orders and a number of them dealt specifically with just that ordering yeah. all that to be the central thing that climate change in every executive agency and again i just say when you when you have to force it it's you're not really yeah, producing anything in yeah. fact i would say you're aggravating the situation when you well, do that
23: and you know um when when barack obama was elected i was kind of excited because i thought you know this is uh, this is a new era he is a black man elected in the united states right this is going to really go a long way to healing any any discriminatory practices in the past right and shockingly here we are now what sixteen years later and it seems like it's worse than ever. It,
2: it does um, uh, and we're obsessed with it yeah. uh... and it's and it's what's bothered me is that it's it's extended way beyond just the public sector realm But there's not a a corporation in this country that doesn't have some effort, some major investment going on, as a matter of fact. Uh, And these big uh, bureaucratic organizations who are responsible for forcing diversity. Right. (laughs) That's what they really (laughs) – like, why do do we have one that's like – uh, that force that uh, I should say focuses on exclusion rather than inclusion because mm-hmm. when you're excluding and you're 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 doing that intentionally based on some immutable physical characteristics, I agree that's a problem
23: right ag- ag- exactly when you would go in and say because of your you're a certain race right uh, i'm going to take somebody less qualified and not hire you well that's yeah. that's silly and yeah you're a businessman it, it, there was I, as a as a small businessman myself, I could care less yeah, what your race or nationality or religion is. I want the best qualified person because I'm trying to drive profit to the bottom line. Right, uh, and and those are just not factors in my hiring.
2: Never well, have been. You look at companies like American Express, one of the most woke, as they say, <laughs> in the country, that actually has bonus plans for their managers based on the number of minorities they promote. Wow. Well, then. then
23: you're promoting people based on race instead of skill. Sure. That's not a good solution for business, I don't, in my mind. but it know. is,
2: And that is an exclusionary tactic, it honestly, is. Yeah. When, you, when you think about it. Very but discriminatory, for sure. Rhino always hits the nail on the head there. It just says it's this obsession with intersectionality, and I totally agree with that. Yeah. And it, it just seems like uh, – but, you know, there have been some victories, I would say, along mm-hmm. those fronts. We shared a story. Rhino, you remember this. A UCLA professor, remember UCLA, a year and a half or so ago, came out forcing their professors to be lenient on black students, to wow. grade differently. Absolutely. Oh. And this accounting professor, soon says, I ain't doing it. It, it turns out that, uh, so the UCLA went and tried to get um, the case dismissed. Summary judgment. Wow. And the court said, no, this thing's going to court. This may make it all the way to the Supreme Court before it's all over Good. with. So I would I would consider that a victory uh, somewhere on know, this front.
23: that's really kind of a disservice to black students. Because now they get a diploma for which they may not be qualified. Of course. Um, I totally agree. Goodness I, gracious.
2: That's true. And then, of course, California passed a law a year or so ago requiring uh, diversity of people Public sector on boards of public sector entities headquartered in the state that just this week overturned. Oh, wow! A judge overturned it. Good, good. Um, So, anyhow, I'm just it's it seems like we're chipping away at some of this stuff. Who knows? Elon Musk and you know, had taken his big stake in Twitter, maybe that amazing. Change the way, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? The way that deal is, Um, yeah. Uh, I hope it turns out uh, very well. I do too. But um. it takes people like him that have the wherewithal, the means, that's and right. the desire yes. to get involved in something like that and say, this is just wrong. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, it's great to be in a position where you say, you know, I don't like the way you do business. I'll just buy your company <laughs> change it. <laughs> oh, and but, change the philosophy. Well, yeah. 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 I don't know. Absolutely. That, stuff like that uh, truly, truly does bother. But this this gender obsession that's going on right now in this country – is uh, totally out of control. And I-, I talked about this and get your reaction that it seems like the states, uh, Mitch, are, are-, are kind of dividing. They're becoming more polarized, it's just like we just uh, talked about. New Jersey requiring this gender orientation instruction to kindergartners and the state of Florida, banning it. Just and you it's, could go down the list of all the other sort of controversial issues how they're dividing and polarizing.
23: Yeah, I mean, I think that Florida took a great step in their in their law that they passed. Agree. Um, my goodness, do I want the public educators telling my children about their sexual orientation when they're in kindergarten or first grade or second? No. Yeah. Oh, absolutely not. Leave that to to Sloane and me at home. Right. We we don't need that intervention whatsoever. And then you also when you start to quote teach this, then then you're going to have students that that maybe just to please their teacher are gonna to want to go along with exactly. it. Exactly, And and so they're kinda of getting led into it, it seems to me like. So so let's let's stick to uh reading, writing and arithmetic in school and leave the sexual orientation to the parents at home. That's a uh that's way over the line I think. And you know, and, and I think that's also, you know, a cautionary tale about Letting our federal government get so involved in, exactly in public right. education. Totally agree. You know, it's we set up a great system, and, and you know, there was a time in our country when the education was a little schoolhouse, and every grade met together in one room, um, and and so worked we, pretty well. Yeah, worked actually. great. So. And then and then we went on to having regional. Uh, Madison County has their public school district. That's right. We don't need to be dictated to out of Washington D.C. So, totally How agree. To educate our
2: children. We got a break. You can hang around. Yeah, yeah. We got great. Mitch Tyner in the studio. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
8: April is Gravely Mow the Distance Month at Revel Ace Hardware and Revel Outdoor Power. Save up to $2,000 off retail on select models, plus even more savings on customized package deals. Get 0% financing and pick your own Mow the Distance bonus. Free oil change, or free set of blades, or a free service kit. Hurry, the first 50 Gravely buyers receive a gift certificate for up to $200. Say big right now during Gravely Mow the Distance Month at Revel Ace and Revel Outdoor. Learn more at reveloutdoor.com and Facebook.
7: Your Mississippi Braves are back at Trustmark Park to defend their league title in 2022. Help us celebrate during the opening weekend, April 8th through 10th. First 1,000 fans on Friday, April 8th receive a championship pint glass and stay after the game for post-game fireworks. Early arriving fans on Saturday, April 9th will get a magnetic schedule plus stay after the game for another post-game fireworks show. The opening homestand concludes with Sunday Family Fun Day on April 10th with a 2.05 p.m. matinee. For tickets and more information, visit MississippiBraves.com.
15: This hour of middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back.
12: The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at Fourth and Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro, call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283.
2: Middays in the Element Wells studios, we've got Mitch Tyner uh, joining us today. So, on the uh, the national scene here, Mitch, uh, Americans put inflation, the cost of living, the rising cost of living... At the top of their list, but it just seems like what we get out of the White House and the Democratic leadership is anything but that. It is.
23: I, I mean, I'm just beside myself about this new budget that exceeds $5 trillion. trillion 5.8. And trillion. And <laughs> it is, is your answer to inflation, let's print some more money? I mean, it, it, and, and the listeners may not realize, um, I didn't for a long time, and it's gotten much worse just in the last decade, but the amount of money spent by the federal government that are actually your tax dollars yeah. is a very minority amount. The yeah. rest of it, you know where it comes from, Hon. Huh, Gerard?
2: Yeah. It's printed. Yeah, it's printed. Yeah, you're exactly right. And when you got a $5.8 trillion, so here's what's crazy, is that he's bragging about reducing the deficit which is going to be $1.2 trillion, I think, something to that effect, under this budget. So he's technically right, because during COVID, we spent an enormous amount of money, and there was lots of uh, uncertainty that drove that. I think in retrospect, uh, President Trump, Mnuchin, others would say, probably was the wrong thing to do. Yeah, um, maybe. But at that time... We didn't know. We just didn't know. That's so right. So a lot of that... but still, though, it's kind of disingenuous to go running around taking victory laps on when you're comparing. What you should compare is pre-COVID. That's right. That's what you should compare. Sure. That, w- that would be a more valid comparison. And in that case, you're $400 billion over where we were pre-COVID. But he's taking right. victory lapses. If, oh, look what I did. Only in Washington, as you well know, <laughs> can you brag about a $1.3 trillion, trillion dollar deficit. deficit. Yes. Look how I cut the That's deficit. That's right. <laughs> yes.
23: Yeah, and I don't even Know what our debt is. I presume it's over 30 it's, trillion. It's at right point. at 30
2: trillion right now. Oh, so.
23: I can remember being at one of the conventions, probably, I guess that was when Mitt Romney got the nomination, and that debt clock up on the yeah. wall. Spinning. And, and I think we were at like 12 or 13. <laughs> 12, 13, yeah, yeah.
2: Back in 12. And yeah. we're already double Yeah, that. Yeah. Well, 6. Plus eight trillion, something like that, over the last two years. Once you take in uh, to consideration twenty twenty one, and then at the end of twenty two. So, well, uh, and 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 you know,
23: it, there can be some benefit to having a little deficit. But frankly, Gerard, I'm worried about the value of the dollar.
2: Yeah, we all are. I um, Agree
23: because we keep just printing it like mad. It, our currency is not going to mean anything anymore. Yeah, and that's
2: what's kept us.
23: In good shape
2: around the world. Yeah, ours is, is better than everybody else's. That's honestly, right. they're yes. worse than we are. That's exactly. <laughs> Comparatively speaking,
23: we keep printing it. It's not going to be better than everywhere else. Well,
2: now we got the Fed saying they're going to start unwinding at a, at a faster rate the balance sheet, which is uh, going to reduce the money supply. We're going to increase rates at a more accelerated pace and all of that. Uh, could likely tip us into a recession. Hello, Jimmy Carter. That's exactly what we're talking about. And, yeah, yeah, here on the program this week. And but you don't hear a lot of discussion coming out of this administration about that. It's almost like they just w- want to wish it away or something.
4: That yeah.
23: Place. So you know, the Fed has already raised uh, interest rates uh, twenty five basis points right. last meeting. Right. And I heard yesterday through one of my colleagues, uh, I was at my CEO meeting in Memphis that they had, and you may know this, I didn't hear it, but they had uh, said they may raise us 50 basis points at the next
2: meeting. Uh, yeah, you know, there's there are groups that handicap that. It's like almost 100% chance it's going to be 50 basis points. Wow. But what put the what threw the market into a, a downward uh, tailspin yesterday was the uh, Fed governor, her name escapes me, out of uh, St. Louis. Mm-hmm. The St. Louis district came out and said, I think we got to get to 300 basis points in a hurry so wow. yeah so that that'd go from uh, uh, the present 0. 0.5 to 3.5 and uh is, is and what so, he's, he's so you'd be
23: looking at a home mortgage at eight nine percent right which is back to i remember my very first home i purchased in the early 80s i was elated as a first-time home buyer i got 11.5 percent <laughs> I'm, I'm with you man and, i mean uh, what was uh, prime was at 18 Yeah, 18. It, yeah. Oh, it was incredible. Yeah. And we thought we'd never see it. Sub ten. I totally agree. Sub ten again.
2: Well, so. I got. I stood in line all night in Louisiana where I live for ten and three quarters bond money.
23: Oh, so. you you were the man that was good money, only, <laughs> Ten co- only three quarters. Cause,
2: only because I qualified because my income was so low, and I was a first time home buyer. that was me <laughs> that was exactly
23: like, yeah, and I think mine was a bond program as well yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so I, w- I was also reading uh, uh Jimmy Buffett a uh, book about him and 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 the whole brookshire Hathaway and their history. Absolutely fascinating because uh, they had already started up in the '60s, and they go through that time period. Yeah, and he talks about how how they were trying to compete with inflation. Yeah, uh, which is it's, it's uh, tough as a business person.
2: But this, this administration just seems to dismiss it, or or just not want to talk about it, or more, uh, I guess, more succinctly, more specifically, blame it on Vladimir Putin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's Putin. Oh, that's crazy, isn't it? it I, is. How do they get away with I that? I guess know. well. I don't know. No. So, all right. What about Hunter Biden's laptop? Going to ask you. I know you worked for um, candidate and uh, President Trump. Yeah. Uh, and uh, do you think the outcome in twenty twenty would have been different had uh, these left leaning popular uh, media sources come clean about? What they're saying now, the Washington Post, the New York, uh, there's, New York Times, et cetera.
23: There is no doubt in my mind, okay.
2: Gerard.
17: No okay. doubt in my I mind. I think
2: you're
23: right too. That the the election was very close, yep. um, and uh, I think about fifty thousand votes right. uh, was the swing. Yeah. And when and I I I looked at a bunch of the data that came out at that time, and it was shocking. Yeah. Um. And it was amazing how the uh, entire media. Uh, or regular media protected, uh, candidate Biden at that time.
2: Swept it under the rug.
23: Absolutely did. And made, made, uh, others out to be some kind of conspiracy theorists yes. and all yes. this kind of stuff, uh, if you believed it. And it was absolutely t- true. Rudy Giuliani had given that laptop to the FBI a year before yeah. the information even came out, and obviously they were just going to sit on
2: it. Well, more's yeah. coming out now. Uh, Miranda Devine at the New York Post wrote a whole book on it. I mean, incredibly oh, detailed really? I analysis. Read that. Yeah, uh, laptop from hell. I think it's the name oh, of the wow. book. Wow, uh, goodness! That she wrote. Yeah, yeah, laptop from hell. And I think it's a. I think it's a, becoming a read bestseller that. pretty yeah. quick. It's, it's got a terrible picture of Hunter oh, Biden. Right. Oh look, the there's video. It.
23: There's video all over that laptop that is um, pretty damning. Uh, it is porno- pornographic.
2: Yeah, unbelievable, it's incredible. And that's that. what she says is that you know he had this this drive and liked to record everything. But, but, but probably more important, it,
23: parts of that laptop are the fact that he discusses the family business. Yeah, and and he's including his father. And remember, I think his name's Bob Alinsky came yeah. out yeah. and said, hey, I was I was there. Yes. The big guy. That big is guy. definitely Joe Biden. Um, of course it is. And and no one, n- none of the mainstream media would pick it up.
2: But no. it's almost like, well, it's OK now because he's in
23: office. Yeah. He's already right. in I mean, office. So forget about yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Look, so, these, these are crimes and they're, they're crimes that uh, we, we should never put up with in our leadership whatsoever. Uh, all right.
2: Well, here's the question. If we flip the House, do you think the House will take action? Will they investigate? Oh, yes. Special counsel, all that sort of stuff?
23: Yes, yes. I do, too. I do. And I I think we're going to – I think we're – no doubt in my mind we're going to flip the House uh, by – Wide margin, wider than when they got shellacked last time. Yeah. But I think we'll probably flip the Senate as well. You do. Which will be helpful. I've looked at
2: the key races, and there's like eight key races, and four lean one way, four lean the other. So It's still tight.
23: It's still tight. It really is. But, you know, we're on a slippery slope right now, and I think the public understands that. And so I, I think that those... Toss-ups are going to go our way. Okay. I really do. And, you know, you've got that groundswell going on on the no House side. No question about so, it. So I think we'll take both chambers. That will help. Um, look, if the FBI did their job, yeah, look, they, in, they impeached President Trump I twice
2: know. on bogus yeah. stuff. But the real bad stuff was being committed by the Biden syndicate. Yeah,
23: absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And it's so clear when you read the, the emails on his laptop. It's just
2: yeah. That's just got to be exposed. to If we don't take care of
23: this, th- this is the kind of thing that leads to anarchy. When well, I agree. Some
2: people get away
23: with crimes like that. I totally agree. Then, then other people just give up and say, well, why am I going to follow the law? Oh, I totally agree if, if with they you. They don't have to. Yeah.
2: So, Mitch, always good to see you. Thanks right. for coming on. Thanks for having me in, Gerard. appreciate it. it. We'll talk soon. Right. We'll be back here in the Element Well Studios on midday. Stay with us.
4: you never going to
12: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 65. Tonight, mostly clear, low all the way down to 38. Your Saturday, sunny conditions, high near 71. Saturday evening, clear skies, low around 46. And for your Sunday, beautiful day, sunny skies, high near 83. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871.
15: Hi,
9: I'm John Albritton. If your diamond seems smaller today than yesterday, trade it for a larger stone at Albritton's. Our certified gemologist will give you a generous, no-obligation appraisal of your diamond, which can be applied to your new selection. Whether you choose to remount your existing stone or simply trade it, you'll get the most diamond value at Albritton's.
4: Quality and value go hand-in-hand at Albritton's. All Britain's Jewelers
17: You're looking for somebody to fix your roof, right? Watkins Construction and Roofing. I know by personal experience and customer feedback, they are number one. New roof, roof repair, metal roofing, skylights, roof windows. My friends at Watkins Construction and Roofing will settle for nothing less than the most professional job in the industry. Again, it's that attention to detail that powers Watkins' continued growth. For a free estimate, call the Watkins team at 601-966-8233 or go to nomoreroofleak.com.
18: I'm Kelly Bennett and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Small business owners are reacting positively to the income tax cuts Governor Tate Reeves has signed into law. Don McVeigh with the Mississippi and Louisiana National Federation of Independent Business says a lot of their members have reached out to thank state leaders for reducing taxes.
10: We talk a lot about what people do with tax savings. You know, they reinvest it in their business, whether it be growing, expanding, or increasing wages. So it's going to get recycled back into the economy.
18: House Speaker Philip Gunn fought to completely phase out the state income tax, but in the end reached a compromise with a more conservative plan in the Senate. And so uh,
13: an individual, I think, would make would keep around $800 a year when this is fully implemented,
18: $1,600 per married couple. So for a married couple, that's over $100 a month. Gunn is vowing to continue to work toward total elimination of state income taxes.
7: People today could spend half their lives over 50, so it's important to keep your money protected as you get older. That's why AARP Mississippi is providing you with tips to help prevent fraud from con artists so your money lives longer. During the month of April, they are shining a light on how you can protect yourself and your family from fraud with a telephone town hall and document shredding events. Learn more and sign up for free at aarp.org. ms
2: Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk, Mississippi. We're in the Element Well Studios. Paula Meridian says, "What about Asians on the Supreme Court? We—I thought we had one. I thought we had uh, an Asian ethnicity." But I, I hear you, Paul. I mean, it, you could just go on and on. What makes this country great is it is a melting pot with a diverse population makeup, because. We were formed by folks that came from other countries,
3: according to Wikipedia. Yep. So I mean, yeah, for what it's worth. Yeah. Yep. Many ethnic groups have never been represented on the court. Okay. There have never been. There has never been a justice with any Asian, okay, Native American, or Pacific Islander heritage, and no person having such heritage has publicly been considered for an appointment until the 21st century.
2: Okay. Fair enough. But uh, we do have Hispanic, right? Justice Sotomayor, isn't she Hispanic, of Hispanic descent? Correct. All right. Not that this matters to me, let's be clear. I don't think this should matter. I think the best, most qualified person for the job. Who could argue with that? Why? How's that even subject to debate? It's because of this march to mediocrity that's happening in this country as we transition away from A merit-based, performance-based, achievement-based society.
3: It's silly. Looks like uh, as far as ethnicities and Supreme Court justices during the presidency of Barack Obama, the potential nominees list included Harold Hongju Ko of Korean descent. And then under President Trump, when he whittled it down to a short list of six judges to be interviewed... One of those included Indian-American federal judge Amul Thapar. Okay.
5: Yeah.
2: Well, you do wonder, though, right, how, how far does this go? And how big would the court have to be to have a person who represents every nationality and race in the country? I'm not sure. It'd have to be pretty big. This idiot getting appointed to the Supreme Court doesn't even know what a female is or what a baby is, so how can she administer the law? I I have those concerns as well. I agree with Mitch that she's eminently qualified her credentials, and I listened to some of her testimony during the, during the confirmation hearing. She's obviously quite bright. I just don't agree with her on... Some of these philosophical issues, and it, it it does appear; it certainly implies her her leniency on some of these child porn cases that she's looking to normalize. That, and you know that, Rhino. There's a a group in this country. In fact, they don't even want to call it pedophilia anymore. There's what M A T. There's another term map. for minor yeah, attractive Okay, personal. minor attractive, Yeah, right. It's so silly how we you use these labels to mask things, isn't it? Isn't that crazy? Uh, we, I don't know. That's it just seems so petulant, so petty. In my view. Do sports teams look like every average person in the USA? No. Best for the job has no color. The the best example. Here on the program, you remember this, Rhino, with the um, reporter that went and interviewed, I think it was the University of Florida, some students there. And there was the question was, do you think we ought to have quotas, requirements for uh, teaching teaching positions here at the university based on race? So we have this many that are this race, that race, et cetera. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, what about the football team? Oh, no, well, then we'd lose the football game. <laughs> it just, you can't make it up. That's what they said. Though we're already, one of them said we're already pretty bad. <laughs> we don't want to get worse. Duh. So it matters on the football field, but not with respect to who's teaching in the classroom. So dumb. If you identify something, shouldn't you know what it is? Chris, the mailman says, start arresting these teachers in school administrators, administrators who are teaching sex to underage students. So it, I, I hear you. It's disgusting. It's terrible. By the way, I did have a friend that texted and said, you know, there are some state agencies, so I stand corrected on this, and I, it, it, when he said this, I do recall, that do generate their own revenue. This goes back to one of our listeners, uh, Rhino, who said we should we should pay based on the fiscal health, I think was the term used, right, the, the terminology used. Yeah, uh, these various heads of the for the organizations for which they're responsible. So, if you look at, for example, uh, the insurance department, the the insurance commissioner gets a hefty raise as part of this bill. I think from ninety to one hundred and fifty, if I'm not mistaken. And so they do generate some fees, but I, I'll say this: they don't uh, they don't have salespeople. They don't have revenue targets. They're not selling those fees, if you will. They're not. They're not uh, producing innovation, or they're not they're – not, they, they've got a captive audience, honestly, where their fees come from. So it's not like they're competing with other departments of insurance. So I'm just pointing that out because I, I think it becomes an extremely complex, almost unfair exercise. I, I would be okay with some sort of a performance-based bonus, which is currently not legal in the state of Mississippi – at all levels of our government. I'm absolutely a fan of variable pay and and some form of of, uh, merit-based bonuses. But getting into the details of how to construct those and devise those programs, that gets to be really, really thorny in public sector organizations. I'm for it, and I think some smart people could get around the table and come up with something. Yeah, because
3: you're trying to avoid the unintended consequence of... Favoritism being shown, or nepotism, or misuse of the system.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, and that, so it gets a little complex. And there's just it's it's a lot easier in a private sector environment. I'll just put it that way. Uh, now there there could be perhaps some uh, some merit in cost containment. I can certainly see that. You know, hey, if you're able to come back next year as an elected official in one of these agencies and Propose a budget that you can get the same amount, if not more work done, at less cost? Some percentage of that is yours. I'd be okay with that, is an idea. Now, I, I know that may not be practical in all cases. She's uh, far from highly qualified, says uh, someone on the text line. Eight years as a federal district judge, talking about Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson, is less than one year on the Court of Appeals. Does not make her highly qualified. Using that criteria, Corey Wilson is uh, on the Court of Appeals from Madison County, was my rep in the House, will be the next Supreme Court Justice. That's a good point. But, you know, this is what happens, Rhino, when you say, hey, it's got to be a black female. Well, you you just limited the pool of possible candidates. I don't know what percentage of the total population is made up. More importantly the percentage of the total population is made up of black females that are at least somewhat qualified to be on the Supreme Court. That's got to be a a small number. In fact, the three names that were discussed, probably the only three.
3: According to the census, as of January thirty-first, 2022, African-American women make up 11.4% of the population, which is a decrease from its high at 12.3% in 2011-2012. Okay. So 11-12%.
2: I totally disagree. With it. it's how we ended up with perhaps the most incompetent, worst vice president in the history of the country because we limited the field to a black female. Joe Biden said it, and and all the all the trained seals is what it seems like that are just, just he's the Pied Piper. Oh yeah, black female. Like, well, don't we want the most qualified person? She clearly is not. For staff dropping like flies every day. It's a new resignation. Lots of reports coming from the uh, vice presidential realm indicating she ain't a fun person to work for. What was it a few weeks ago? She wants wants people to stand when she enters the room. Remember that garbage? Uh, Another friend says, It's ridiculous and sad where our country is headed thanks to these liberal Democrats who are more obsessed with, again, I'm going to say it, what you are than who you are, the what being your immutable physical characteristics. Huey from Raymond says this indoctrination of sexualization and and uh, racial subject matter, uh, especially the, the over-sexualization of children, just groomers. I agree. But think about it, folks. you got California, New Jersey requiring this crap you got states like Florida prohibiting it uh, I think Alabama just did as well, Rhino, if I'm not mistaken they're still in session, I think literally just yesterday or this week they passed a law i look it up, that uh, bans a lot of this um, gender affirming, oh yeah that's what they did they banned gender affirming medicine for transgender youth, it's crazy that we're even talking about that in my opinion unbelievable really unbelievable it's it's scary we got to stop it calvary's coming i'm telling you the calvary is coming folks we're going to turn this thing around we got a final segment left here on uh, friday on middays from the element well studios we thank you so much for joining us stay with us
17: Find new roads.
7: Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better, faster.
10: Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that a family. This is a whole new me, almost. And of course, I just started bawling. And then I looked around, and they had tears. And then the whole—it seemed like the whole office came in and, and looked. But it was just a feeling like I have never felt before. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, seven seventy two Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, six zero one six zero seven seven eight seven six. Hop on in to Nandy's Candy for all your Easter treats. Personalized eggs, caramel divinity, peanut butter and chocolate whip eggs, chocolate bunnies and ducks, hand-blown eggs filled with chocolate, sugar eggs, stuffed animals, jelly bellies, foil-wrapped bunnies and eggs, sour bunnies, bunny corn, empty or pre-made baskets, and so much more. Nandy's Candy, 1220 East Northside Drive in Maywood Mart, exactly where the Easter Bunny shops. Shop online at nandyscandy.com for in-store pickup or shipping.
15: Give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Bring your truck or trailer. Callaway's offers bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Refilling your propane tank is always a better option, and Callaway's is a propane refilling station. When you refill, you get more propane for less money. Callaway's and Glutstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's is.
4: Callaway's is.
1: ORG.
17: Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday mornings 6 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3. You're listening to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: By the way, President Trump says that he'll be he'll be 78 in November 2024. He hinted again that he's going to run, but he says, uh, this is just this past week, uh, he said the only thing that at this point would likely stop him from running is uh, his health. If he ends up, you know, between now and then
3: with some sort of health situation.
2: So, anyhow... Uh, we Which I mean, see. once you
3: get into the seventies, that can happen any moment.
2: Yeah, that's right.
3: That's absolutely right.
2: Uh, Thomas and Greenwood says, "Was this an affirmative action appointment?" Yeah, I think it, you could call it that. Again, I'm just going to say forced to diversity and inclusion, and that's exactly what all these groups do. If you think about all of these diversity, equity, inclusion groups, organizations within all these private sector and public sector entities, that's their job. is essentially to force diversity and inclusion when it comes to equity. Don't even get me started on that. I don't care what the gender or race is. I want the most qualified. This is on the ceasefire text line. When I saw the confirmation of Jackson today without the VP, sad part is the Democrats have made it about race, not the most qualified person. I, I totally agree, and that's We're going to continue to harp on that. I consider this the number one threat to prosperity, democracy, and freedom in this country is what I call this march to mediocrity, this placement of physical, immutable uh, traits over your, your value proposition, your value creation, your performance, your merit. This, this country was built on performance and merit and excellence. We went from respecting that and honoring that, recognizing that. Now we're, we're getting rid of valedictorians, right? We've got UCLA saying, nope, you got to be nicer when you're giving grades out, more lenient based on race. The low expectation of soft bigotry, they call it. And you know who's I'm not even sure that that the minorities are requesting that. This is coming from virtue signaling white elitist liberals. That's who's doing all this.
3: Assuaging their white guilt. It's
2: exactly what it is.
3: Just unbelievable.
2: Good always wins over evil the ceasefire tax lines Democrats trying to destroy America she's standing in the way
3: <laughs>
15: I mean take away and Stark, all you, of the,
3: the divisiveness and, and take away the politics heck take away even the fact that you're talking about people yeah. imagine you've got a 10 foot by 10 foot plot of land and you know you got gold under the dirt yep do you want to dig the full 10 foot by 10 foot plot of land to find that gold or do you want to limit yourself to a one foot wide strip yeah I agree. Which one would be the smarter way to find the gold? Exactly what we're
2: doing. Chris Bogucheta Bogucheta says, transgender will be next. You know, uh, we already have one, right? That was a milestone in the Biden presidency when the whatever the hell, Rachel Levine, the admiral, right? Remember that? (laughs) I kind of likened it to You got a chessboard with all the chess pieces, and you got to put one of them a knight, a pawn, a king, a queen. That's how they made the cabinet up. Not about who's the most qualified, irregardless, irrespective, should say regardless, irrespective of race and gender and ethnicity. It's all about qualifications, experience, capability, value proposition, value creation. Oh gosh, I don't know what they make now. This is talking about these statewide elected uh, officials, but a 40k raise is a little much. Look at M. workers, they don't make nothing. I I hear you, Chris. That's also Chris. But think about this though, is that the total of these raises equals about um 500 grand a year with with burden so five hundred grand wouldn't go very far. With respect, I'm not saying they're not deserving. I'm just saying that when you when you look at the you got to look at the totals here. I think to have a valid and uh, comparison, just need to go back to a rational society. All the crazy talk is pushing people to extremes. I totally agree. You can't blame Biden for thinking the American public is too dumb to see he's making the wrong comparison about the economy. After all, we were dumb enough to elect him. <laughs> Unbelievable. If first grade boys were boys and girls, had cooties don't touch them, innocence. Gone? Yeah, can't do that anymore. Can't do it. That'd be bullying. They'd send you home for a month. You got cooties. (laughs) We're out of time here on the show. We're going to be back with you on Monday. Have a good weekend, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Stay safe and God bless.